0: Hey everybody, Aaron here. I wanted to say before the show, give a quick note that we have a Discord channel that we're now opening to the public. So if you want to come hang out with us on our Discord channel, the link will be in the show notes. Come hang out and, uh, you know, debate cinema with Oren, get in on the latest gossip and just come chat with us about all the usual bullshit. Link in the description. this gamer ass headset you've got with the mic turned
1: up i know you're like i'm
0: not using this piece of trash
1: it's it's, it's my little honky setup sorry <laughs>
2: it's good it's got it's the good. rgb and everything yep. yeah
1: yes it does dude i
0: my computer uh has a bunch of rgb but it's like facing the wall so i don't i don't want to see it but like when i turn the lights off in my office I can sometimes see this just like rainbow glow coming out that like reflects off the walls just from like the 3080 and my RAM and my, my heat sink. I'm like, no, I thought I no. did it. Oh, you actually don't like it, huh? I, I don't. It's not for me. Yeah. I, I, I No, I don't like it. Just it'll looks. go out of
3: fashion and they'll be like, man, you believe back in those 2000s, everyone had those silly lights. It's so gaudy. Back in the 2000s, Dude, the,
1: back in the late 2000s, it was like RGB central. Like I, I remember when I first got my PC, it was like blue and it glowed like a fucking sun.
3: <laughs> yeah, like 2012, yeah, eleven is like the height of it. It's still popular now.
1: Now all the parts I buy, I don't do any RGB now. I don't want. I don't want that much light on it.
3: Yeah, is it going to be like everyone's going to have just metal computers or just that's it? Nothing? Chrome. That's going to be the next. Big thing. Well, a, a, lot, a lot of stuff <laughs> the stuff I'm seeing is like opposite.
1: wooden computers. Like people are building computers out of fucking wood now. Wood. I seen mm-hmm. keyboards yeah, that, with wood. Yeah, well, like, it seems like, like a the really
3: bad, uh for heat. And I feel life. like I've seen that. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be bad.
1: No, I, I mean, I'm I'm a part of a lot of carpenter things. And everyone's like, "Oh, I'm building like PC towers that have like wood and like natural grain." And like, you know, it's <laughs> it's, it's so, it, I'm selling so much now. It's just, dude, it's it's a thing. Apparently, it's a thing. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah. oh god!
0: Hmm. Uh, who? What? I I hear some some extra voices. There's a lot going on. or what's what's going on today, man? Do you, do you hear life, voices man. in your head?
4: I hear voices in my head. Uh, I'm still recovering from the last episode of Better Call Saul. A lot of trauma, but other, uh, other than that, I'm, I'm good. Uh,
0: Spoiler! Say alert? That very,
4: I'm saying that very non-spoilery, though.
0: Yeah, are you? Are Please. you?
4: Yeah. No. I, I have you seen Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad. Like the last season of Breaking Bad. Every single episode was like, I just. Just don't talk to me. Uh, (laughs) I have too much going on right now, and Bear calls almost the same way.
0: Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, in case you at home are wondering why there's so many voices in your head, Ben Garrett, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah. How you guys doing?
2: I'm doing pretty good, actually. I, you know. Funny thing, I have this thing where I wake up and I feel like crap, like every day, like mm-hmm. nauseous. It's like I'm pregnant or something, uh, but I, today I actually felt pretty good. So I think today's off to a good start. Nice. All right. Uh,
0: mostly I just feel sleepy when I wake up, but the, nauseous, huh? Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me. It's
2: probably my diet. I eat like crap. Okay. <laughs> you trying for a baby? <laughs> <laughs>
5: what,
0: what kind That's of what yeah, feels yeah, like. Yeah, you have anything you want to post? Um. Pizza baby?
5: I just always <laughs> think of Arnold.
3: I want my Lowry...
5: <laughs>
0: well guys let's get into this because there's so much shit to talk about for the longest time it's been a a news desert there's been nothing Mm -hmm. of note for us to talk about so instead we've talked about twin peaks doom eternal and hitman those are forbidden elden ring forbidden you guys are not allowed to talk about elden ring okay i just want to let you know
2: that that's that is not allowed That's fair, honestly. I'm getting kind of burnt out of it myself. I I don't even like that game anymore. Um. I just started playing it again. We'll talk about it.
0: (laughs) All right. Third playthrough? So we're coming in a little late on this particular news item, but it's a big one. Uh, Starfall and... Wait, Starfall. Starfield Starfield and Redfall. I'm I'm blending their names.
4: Just say Starfall because then we know you're talking about both. You know, That's true. That yeah. works. It's, okay. It's Star, Starfall <laughs> and
0: Redfield, Chris Redfield, have been delayed uh, <laughs> into the next year. Guys,
3: uh, yeah. what do you think about this? Uh, I maybe I'm like in my own world here, but I don't feel hyped about Starfield because I have no idea what the hell the game even is at mm. all. Like I'm like, give me something Bethesda, anything. And then Redfall is that the battle royale vampire game or the co-op one? Co-op. There's a couple. Vampire games being made, and they've kind of fused in my brain as one thing. So I, I don't remember which one this is. This is, this is the one by it's got to be Bethesda, so it's got to be by um, the Prey dev, right? And it's the co-op team-based one with the heroes, and they have sh- looter
0: shooter or something. Yeah, maybe we we don't.
3: Yeah, really know. I, I guess I guess uh, I'll keep an eye on it, but maybe not for me. So Starfield steals field. Starfield is the one I want to play, but uh, I want more information before I really care.
2: I agree. Um, I mean, okay. So I actually expected them to get this out on time. Um, like I f- I followed their like Twitter feed and stuff like that, and they've been posting like, you know, behind the scenes stuff with the devs and stuff. And they were really on that um that 11 11 22 date. I mean, it's like, it's like the Skyrim date. So you would think they would they would do anything in their power to try to get that out on time. Mm-hmm. But I think they are really scared of a cyberpunk situation. Yeah. Where it's just like, it's just not quite good enough, and they cannot afford to have a bad game right now.
1: Yeah, well, most companies, they don't want to release a bad game because they want it to last for 10 years. They want that game to last for a solid 10 years, at least. Because it has to go through
3: at least three or four generations of consoles. (laughs) Can we also just mention that every Bethesda game is very buggy? We we always like (laughs) kind of give it a pass, but like their games are buggy. Like uh, Fallout 4 had a bazillion bugs, and I played it on launch. It ran like crap. I think it still runs like crap.
0: Oblivion never had any bugs. What are you talking about? Um. (laughs) Oblivion
3: had some great bugs, some great ones though. Amazing bugs. Some of my favorite. Some
0: real caterpillars. (laughs) Uh, Oren, what do you think about all this?
4: Gosh, I feel like I feel like I want to get excited, but at this point, I think I'm just excited for everything else Microsoft Bethesda is doing. Like I want Quake reboot, if that's real. I want a new Wolfenstein game. I just, uh, I feel, I don't want to get hyped for Starfield because I don't think Todd Howard has earned it. He has to earn it for me to, he's like guilty till proven innocent, you know? (laughs) So I'm not going to be hyped until it comes out and it gets like good reviews and I play and I enjoy it. But until then, I'm not hyped as for Redfall. I just don't, I think Arcane is just continuing this trajectory of just kind of watering down their style, so I'm kind of nervous that that's what that game's going to be. So we'll we'll see.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, m- most important part of this story, the the N4G angle. How does this position Microsoft in the console war? What will fanboys have to argue of about course, the for the rest of the year? <laughs>
2: Dude, y'all starving? Honestly, Xbox <laughs> starving right now. <laughs> they, I don't think they have like any first party re- releases right for the, as far as this year goes.
0: Allegedly, Forza Seven. Wait, which which eight? Four, one of the Forza games is going to come out this year, so we'll have another Forza game. Um, the, the Motorsport one. Motorsport one, yeah. Yeah, but no. Yeah,
3: they don't. They don't have any. They're big. There's no gears. There's no Halo. It's been a while. There's no. Yeah, I mean Halo can't well, the sure. Well, right?
2: they, I mean, they do have their conference coming up, and who knows if they're gonna drop a, and it's out next week. Yeah, you know what I mean, but <laughs> yeah. like, kind of unlikely.
3: Seems like they should release uh, the Quake Two re- remake or remaster or whatever. That seems like a good little, you know, in the middle here. I don't know, something it does seem like there's definitely a gap there. I haven't turned my Xbox on for a while. <laughs> I just turned on to download Sniper uh, Elite mm-hmm. uh, Six mm-hmm. to try it, but for uh, five. Four, which I don't remember which one. One of the numbers. Five, and, uh, I, Five, right? Five. Five, five yeah. And uh, I was like, well, I haven't used this thing in a while. It's all dusty. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 I think we can get some, something good. Mm.
4: I, I will say, I, I don't think Sony really has much going on either, so it's not that that big a deal. Like, or Nintendo. This... Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's goddamn Zelda's, like,
3: delayed to, like, next decade. Like... <laughs> god damn i mean like Aaron said it's kind of a
1: desert right now and it's yeah we're, we're kind of in a dead spot
2: yeah 2023 is looking pretty stacked though like yeah. with all these delays in the 2023 i'm like nervous of how many games are going to come out during that year yeah and no, they're no, all going to come out in now.
4: february it's going to all yeah. <laughs> no, they're forever. all going to come out the same <laughs> time right yeah. 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 for my like birthday
3: recently they've released too many games all at once like uh a bunch of games came out and then like Elden Ring came out and then everything else that was like even close to that window, like I didn't even play. Like I like just dropped Dying Light too. I was liking it and I was like, oh, well, Elden Ring obviously. So yeah, I hope they can spread those releases out a little more. I hope so
1: too. It's a pain to have too much at once because you just, you can't appreciate it.
3: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a weird first world problem to have. But.
2: Major
1: first world. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
2: yeah, The poor Horizon franchise, dude. Oh my like, god! Like First Breath of the Wild and then Elden Ring. Yeah. I'm like, I haven't even touched Horizon. Like, I was so excited about that game, but then Elden Ring came out, and I had to pick one, and that's I picked Elden Ring because it was more unique and it looks yeah, phenomenal
1: so. too. Like the new Horizon looks amazing, and I've heard great things about it, yeah. but I have not touched that thing yet, mostly because mm. of time constraints, but also just because Elden Ring. Mm. But yeah. we don't mm. talk about that.
2: Oh yeah. Has yeah. anyone played Horizon? No one's played it right? the, first the first one, one forbidden. I uh, I 100% it actually. I got the platinum trophy. Okay. Um and I did the DLC and 100%. I loved it. Like I just that is 100% my kind of game. Um gotcha. sometimes uh I really like that just check off everything on the map sure. when it's when it's like not too much. Like I would say I never did complete Witcher 3 even though I I am very impatiently awaiting the like next-gen remake for that because uh, I think it would be the best opportunity to play yeah. it. But um, yeah, Horizon hit that right spot where it was like it was enough but not too much. And I heard in the second game they did an even better job about making all the side quests feel like really good. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you don't want to skip them. Mm-hmm.
3: They seem to get the better writing.
2: Better writing. Di- dialogue writing. Like, apparently. The first
3: game had mm-hmm. some weird dialogue at some points. Right. Mm. So I recently beat it. I'm just gonna make. I'll make this very short. Uh, I beat it, and my notes are this: Horizon wanting to Ralph from story at moments. Message of hope, which I endorse, but execution is so heavy-handed and dramatic dialogue. I wanted to puke. Yeah. So puke. That <laughs> wow. was what I take. That's what I wrote down at the moment because I remember when I beat the game, I was like, Oh my god, this is killing me, guys. Like I understand what you're going for and I like it, but this this just this, this cheesy dialogue <laughs> is just killing me. Like God damn, please. Big time. <laughs> Fix it for the next game. <laughs> You
4: don't like the, the random New York accents that just come out of nowhere? Like, hey, what you doing here? <laughs>
3: Dude, like, what? I can't think of a single character in that game that wasn't the main character. Like, every character is totally forgettable, just mm-hmm. art type jokes. Yeah, I mean, that, that's very the main true. Like, the, one I can
1: remember. the dialogue yeah. in that game and the characters, like you said, the writing just needs a little bit of polish and maybe overall improvement. And the dialogue reminded me of Two Worlds. In some cases, (laughs) like, Like, I'm not, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to like trash it that hard because two worlds is its own mess. But there were some (laughs) moments in the game when you're talking, (laughs) when you're talking to like side quest NPCs and they're basically just like, oh, I know the mayhaps you go gets. It's like, oh my God. Like,
3: I just need to stop talking to this person right now. Yeah. Two yeah. Worlds, the game, with one of my favorite quotes any time I've ever seen in the game, is when you see some enemy goblins, he will be like, oh, looks like my looks in-laws. Looks like my in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> fucking I, I, I actually 100%ed
1: Two Worlds. When I when that game came out, I loved that game. I loved that game. You... I, I, that
0: actually makes sense. I can see that being like a prime Ben game. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed like that game. Crazy I, I bought Two Worlds 2 when it
1: came out, and I was disappointed. But Two Worlds 1, yeah. I loved. Yeah, what a letdown. He tried to get me on that watermark. train, and I did. I, I did try.
4: <laughs> I do endorse enjoying like five or six out of ten games. Like I played Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins, and it's like a total six out of ten game, and I loved it, like every minute. Mm.
5: <laughs>
3: there is something. There is something there, especially if they do something right that you really like. Mm-hmm. It's like everything else sucks, but this one thing. Is really mm-hmm. good. There's there's something good there are, about like the, the mediocrity. Feels great. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: Hey, if, you, if the combat speaking feels of, uh, good, that's all that matters. Everything else can be uh, shit. But yeah. if the combat feels might good better. and down completely, completely so
0: Tractyomi is a disaster. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> <there>. um, <laughs> so speaking of six out of ten games, Silent Hill remake is rumored to be in the works by Bloober. <laughs> uh, yeah.
4: That might be more like a five out of ten. I think.
3: Okay. Oof. I've never been able to play through any Bloober game, mm. and I like horror games. I even like some of the bad ones. And it's just bad in all the wrong ways, in my opinion.
4: Hmm. I was so excited to
3: what play What did they the recently medium? do again?
4: The medium. the
3: medium. Oh, God. The, the, medium. Oh, the medium. Oh, God.
1: I, I remember, like, looking at that and being like, this is going to be a good game. Oh, my God. Was I wrong? <laughs> oh, my God.
3: Oh, my God. No, I'm, yeah. It, no, awful. Awful. Yeah, I don't want to be, like, a hater here, but, like, if you take big skin skis as an artist and then you combine it with resident evil and you botch that like how do you <laughs> do that like these are like two great things and somehow they just did yeah big time it's a bummer i, I wanted to love that game but i just it, you,
4: know. you gotta like get the nuts and bolts right you know it's like you can have the aesthetic yeah. but if your puzzles are bad and the combat's bad and everything's bad then it's just not not a good game and overall the know? mechanics
1: were just repetitive and boring like yeah. just yeah, like you said, the nuts and bolts, like the nuts and bolts of the game, were just boring.
4: So boring. Hmm, it, it would literally bad. be like, oh, I need a key to open this door, and then there's like one hallway, and you go to the end of the hallway, and the key's there. It's like, oh, that was <laughs> that was so hard. Wow. Ob-
1: Oblivion dungeon design, basically.
5: Mm. <laughs> yeah. <Jeez. laughs> we well, that's. I, uh, I just want
3: to quickly on this point, quickly also mention. I think. <clears throat> uh, I think. In my opinion, uh, Silent Hill is a very Japanese horror. Like this, the horror itself is very Japanese, and going with a Western developer, I feel like it's really missing the mark. Um, it seems like Sony anyway, like, yeah. is really investing big time in the in the Western devs, kind of in their thing. So it's just kind of a bummer because I feel like they have the chance to, to to make this, or I guess Konami. Sorry, but I don't know. I did. It just yeah. is like, come on, come on, guys. Yeah,
0: I guess we'll see what happens. Um, another rumor: Gears of War remake. Like the Master Chief collection, the, the full Gears of War suite of games, which is like six games, I think, Yeah, mm-hmm. remade, um, I will say, my immediate response to this was, I was just playing Gears of War 2 on my Series X at 4K, 60 FPS, with auto HDR, and it looked incredible. Why do I need this? Mm-hmm. But then, it's never come to PC, and uh, I
2: don't know, what do you guys think? I want it. Yeah, I was I was excited when I saw this, because um, Gears of War, I, I grew up on Xbox, like, once yeah, I had ps2, but like once the Xbox came out and I think it was Ben that actually convinced me I went over to Ben's house when I first met him. He was playing Halo. I'm like, why do I not have an Xbox? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Halo gears was like the thing I it was the thing I always look forward to because I felt like it had like the best graphics Um The combat was just so cool Um but like you were saying Aaron like you can play these games and they look great still like with everything that they're doing with Xbox, so like I don't necessarily feel the need for it, but I would probably get it honestly. I
3: would buy it. I fully endorse this. I hope. I hope that uh, they can, that we can get it on PC and, and do an FOV slider because that's that's the one thing when you play the old game, especially Gears like one and two, it's it's very tight uh, for yeah. the view. So it's just like me being maybe particular, but. I do feel like also like uh, Gears of War kind of gets like thrown into like oh the waist tie cover shooters but like all the games that imitated Gears of War were kind of like mediocre in their combat but Gears has like a really fleshed out well thought out really balanced combat system I think that kind of was lost when the imitators came along <clears throat> and charted. so I just feel like feel like you know that there's a lot that I don't know I think there's a lot that could still be done with the, the classic games. I kind of hope they just add like a little more systems and fun little I don't know stuff to it I think it could be cool It's also worth noting that the first game has been remade already. They Mm -hmm. remade the first Mm -hmm. game completely. Uh, Badly. uh, Well, it wasn't a a bad remake, per se, but it was uh, a bad port on PC. Okay, maybe it's bad port. The remake is great on console.
0: Okay, Hmm.
4: They really got to play that.
0: Hmm. All right. Um, Other exciting news. From Software has announced they are currently in the process of getting Dark Souls PC back online. They're going to do it game by game, starting with Dark Souls 3 so we had reported on that recently that all of the dark souls games on PC have no working multiplayer of any sort which is a major bummer because those games are pretty fun online from software and they went down in january which is now you know coming up on 6 months ago so from software has announced they are going to mm-hmm. fix it we had reported on that on that prior so I wanted to give an update uh, other Yay, interesting yeah, news. I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah, we go back to that. playing the superior FromSoft games. Yes. Oh, literally all, all of them.
3: multiplayer FromSoft games. Yes, I'm so excited about it. I agree, actually, they are all better. But still, other Ring's great. But I'm so happy about this, because I was really concerned that they were just going to kill them off. Multiplayer. Mm. So I'm yeah. really happy they're still supporting mm. them and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah. Ultra-wide support's coming. Uh, yeah. 120 yeah, FPS. Man. Just
3: kidding. <laughs> There's like uh, a small part of me, like maybe they'll just <laughs> patch a couple things in the client. I, they're not going to, obviously, this is all server stuff. But. Yeah. Uh, you can play Sekiro Ultra
0: Ultrawide looks great too it does yeah uh, Sony has said at their um, uh, investor call I guess that they expect mm-hmm. to earn 300 million dollars from PC games in the next 12 months which is I don't even know what the, how, that's, how they're going to do that I don't know what that means but and that by 2025 roughly a third of the games in the PlayStation's portfolio will come to PC
1: um
3: Yay! Is, cool. is this going to happen? Yeah. Is that like modern <laughs> portfolio,
1: or is that like all together portfolio? Oh,
0: definitely modern. Yeah, no way. It's going to yeah. be ps one no, Oh, I
1: want Orphan. <laughs>
0: orphan. <laughs> Talking about like a PS1 game. Annie? PS2. Have you seen their support orphan. for the PS2, PS Plus? Yeah. It's it's bad. The D-cut uh, there, I, D-cut. So I
3: predict this was gonna this, that this was gonna happen. I I absolutely think with the success at Elden Ring, there's no chance that Bloodborne will not eventually come. I think it's gonna not in some it form. It's gonna eventually happen. I don't know about <laughs> no, Bloodborne. I, I I don't know about Bloodborne. I, I think no it's way. gonna happen eventually. I think Demon Souls will happen within this year or next year. So but Bloodborne will happen whenever Bluepoint remakes that. Demon sorry. Souls
0: is on the GeForce now leak. Yeah. Uh, and go, so is Ghost of Tsushima, but like. Curiously missing from the from, and the GeForce now leak has been Was like Last of Us Part Two. The dead has been like the Dead Sea Screw. It's been like Nostradamus of gaming. Like everything's coming true. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's incredible. True. Oh
5: yeah, it's
0: true. <laughs> it, like it's definitely legit. Um No Bloodborne on there. No Last of Us one or Red. two.
2: That's surprising. I feel like the Last of Us would do really great on on PC. It would. Yeah. Especially yeah. Especially since they're like coming out with a TV show. Yeah. Like you think yeah. you'd want to. That would that be the time to release it for
1: sure.
3: Yeah. I have to say, though, I'm really happy just on this this topic that Sony is moving away from the, or at least going away from purely the hardware profit model to now software. I think that's a really good thing for them in the long term. It's also good for everyone else because more people can play their games. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, they'll stop doing the thing where they pay other companies money so people can't play their games on their other platforms. I hope they stop doing that, too. The Epic stops doing that, and we can have every game everywhere. That's, that's my <laughs> ultimate dream, but... You know, we're, I think it's it's we we're, we're video
0: it. game communism from Kevin. That's
3: what video
1: games <laughs> <laughs> everywhere, Boogaloo. Yeah. At I, that's platforms. What we need.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, I hear you. I'm with you. Uh, allegedly, Returnal is coming to PC like real soon.
1: Ooh, uh, PC, like, real soon. I'm excited about that. I want to give that one a try. I keep
3: thinking like, oh, roguelike. uh,
4: But no, no Returnal. You're going. to that, that was about, like top two games of the year last year.
0: Yeah, that was the number and two it co-op. Pop. Maybe it should have right been the number now. one, I
3: don't know, but,
4: uh... <laughs> uh, Hitman 3 came out that year,
3: so now... So wait, I have a question. <laughs> on Eternal, it's is a quick one. Yeah. How much of the game is reliant on special attacks?
0: Uh,
3: special um, attacks? Not that much, actually. Yeah, secondary attacks. Cool it's not Doom Eternal or, or Elden Ring, I guess. You do have that,
0: have. but it's not... You most, most of your damage comes from your primary attack, and it's mostly about t- not taking damage rather than doing damage. Okay.
4: Also, there's cool. no like marauder type enemy, a la and, uh, you know eternal.
0: No, but there's those okay. freaking dudes with the rockets that float. You know the jet guys.
4: Oh yeah, those are horrible. But they're o- they're only a small part of like one level, so I'll yeah. give it a pass.
3: Um, I, I think guys. I'll buy that game. And support the cause, and Dude, also you, want to you will love it it, it. it. it is a great game.
0: Uh, that yeah. that fast running, pick it up, dodging, um, shooting stuff so continuing the Sony news Sony announces Horizon series for Netflix God of War series for Amazon and a Gran Turismo show cha-ching
2: cha-ching everything I've always wanted I
5: so
3: just imagine much. a guy like uh, he starts off with like a crappy car and he has to like unlock new licenses and the whole show is about like his progression like an anime that would be I would be amazing. down for down. that like, I would be down for that big <laughs> time they, sh-
2: they should make it an anime actually that would but be it's genius. probably going to
3: be some like drama show where they argue about cars and you know guys with beards arguing about something it's gonna be that's what i imagine (laughs) people (laughs) people arguing like they're walking dead but just with cars yeah with cars yeah
4: horizon's just gonna be like avatar the tv show
3: honestly (laughs) so i feel so cynical about this all this stuff and i'm trying not to be because like at the same time like it seems so just cash in like ben was implying but also I don't watch these shows, so I don't really care either. So it's like, if they come out and it makes the companies more money to make more games, then all the power to you but, guys. But uh, I'm not going to be watching them. So don't talk to me about them, because I don't care. But
1: there's th- that's the problem. When they make a show, then they set the precedent for what the character is supposed to look like in the show by the actors. So it's going to be the same idea mm-hmm. as, like, Laura Croft. Once Angelina Jolie was cast, suddenly Laura <laughs> Croft looked like Angelina Jolie. Which was okay, I mean, was like okay with me. I was fine with that when I was a kid, trust yeah. me. But... <laughs> it's it'll set the precedent regardless, so it, the characters in future so might look different.
3: Uh, I read that, and this is what I always think of when I think of these things. So I read that the Resident Evil movies made Capcom a ton of money, allowed them to make like Resident Evil Four and Five and all the other games, right? So like I I always remember that. I'm like, oh yeah, these crappy movies allowed them to make more games, more so like that's, eh, I'm okay with it. I do. It's mm-hmm. something about um, all the tech companies investing in the video game franchise stuff. It just also, it's like, I just feel like, oh, there's a gold mine we can t- tap into. We haven't hit here. That That's really what, how I see this. So Yeah. Agreed.
2: Hmm. Well, with with video game stuff, it, I feel like it can be so hit or miss because we've had a few good things. Like, I don't know if you guys care about League of Legends, but like Arcane on Netflix was awesome. It was actually good. Was good. I, thought that, I thought that was incredible. Yeah, um, Castlevania was good. Yeah. Castlevania was awesome. I mean like and, and technically Sonic is doing well. I I think it's like the most lucrative video game movie of all time at this point, right? It's so like it's a revival, I think. Like I Sonic
1: know. I think is got is the big cash cow revival where like a lot of co- companies are going to look at it and be like we can do this with the franchise. Oh.
2: Let's let's do this. Mm. But overall as far as these TV shows go, um I'm not super picky about Like film. Um, I love watching TV shows and movies um, as much as I love playing games. And so anything that has to do with something that I love, I do get excited. However, I am very, um, very cautious because even with like the new Lord of the Rings coming out on Amazon, I I read some article where it's like the most biggest budgeted show of all time by like a lot, like way more than Game of Thrones, way more than The Last of Us that's coming up or uh, Stranger Things even. So I'm like, dude, if this is bad, it's going to be not very good for the Lord of the Rings franchise, which I love. Like, I am so excited about new Lord of the Rings content, but, like, Amazon, Mm. I don't watch a lot of stuff on Amazon. They have a few good shows, but, like, it's been hit or miss for me, so I'm a little nervous.
4: Yeah, on that point, I was watching uh, the Stranger Things show, the new season, just out of curiosity, and I think every episode's like has a twenty million dollar budget, so thereabouts, and you can feel it in every episode in a way that's kind of gratuitous. Like every single scene, you'll see like fifty extras in the background, and you're like, "Oh my god, there's just so much going on in just one episode of TV." <laughs> I mean, he, he's he's right about
1: that. Like this current season of Stranger Things has been like big improvement over the, the past. Uh, one one good thing I'll say about it is that. It looks great. They did the period setting perfect this time around. Like they sure. didn't skimp out at all. But it feels gratuitous in some cases. A lot of the time. Hmm.
4: Yeah, you're just like, oh my god. There's just so many people in this shot. And a lot more <laughs> licensed
1: music. A lot more uh, product placement. Like they went all out in this season.
0: Yeah.
4: Interesting.
1: Uh, Mike Carlson
0: posted this in the Discord chat. He said somebody at his work, so somebody at Blizzard, put this list together of of video game properties in development. We have The Last of Us TV show coming to HBO. We have God of War coming to Amazon. Horizon coming to Netflix, probably like a cartoon or anime. Gran Turismo series, Twisted Metal coming to Peacock. Fallout series coming to Amazon. Mass Effect series coming to Amazon. Sonic Prime coming to Netflix. A cyberpunk show coming to Netflix. A Resident Evil show coming to Netflix. Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix coming to Netflix. Splinter Cell anime coming to Netflix. Tomb Raider series Ooh. coming to Netflix. Tekken, oh my god. <laughs> coming to Netflix. Knuckles, the Enchidna, I don't even know what that King word is Netflix. coming to Okay. Coming to Paramount Plus. An Assassin's Creed. Live action show coming to Netflix. Netflix is really what the fuck. Uh and, did, yeah. and doesn't Alan. Is sort of like an
3: arms race? It feels like a goddamn arms race for these. You know projects. what
0: I want to know? Like, Why is nobody making a goddamn Xenogears show? If you're going to make all these super cinematic games that have really high mm. production values and already tell their story really well, give me a Xenogears show that, that's like that. That's like a great story trapped in a horrible game.
4: <laughs> I do endorse the. Uh, I do endorse the Twisted Metal show just because uh, mm. if they make it as fucked up as Twisted Metal Black. I'd be so down, you know? Mm -hmm. If they don't
3: do a character where his arms are the axles for the wheels, I'm going to be very disappointed in that show. uh, Because that character is so hilarious, the design is so absurd, that they absolutely need to (laughs) do do, do axle.
4: I, I like, didn't like the car combat that much in the Twisted Metal games, but, like, or or Twisted Metal Black, specifically. I just loved the little short stories. I don't know if you guys remember that, but, uh, some of the stories in that game were just like, like for example, like the motorcycle guy. It's like a story about how he became a cannibal and how like that links to like Vietnam. And it's just like this little short, like three minute story that bookends the game. And I, I'd like to see that, just like fucked up stuff on Peacock. But who knows if they'll do that?
5: Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm very curious about where they're gonna go with this show because that has been a franchise that has just been like dormant for. So long. I borderline forgot it existed. Yeah, Twenty years. I mean, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I had it on PS1, mm. one of the games, and like, I played it a lot, but I don't remember most of it. But, I mean, for, you know, for them to want to take this risk, they must have a pretty good idea, because you know, I, it's a lot of money to do this kind of stuff, and you know, you gotta have a lot of people's approval. So, I don't know. They must think it's, there's something. Well, in there. a
1: way, it's also a most dangerous game because you have fans who are very serious about these franchises and if you even right. tweak with them ever so slightly, God help you.
5: Hmm.
4: That yeah, David Jaffe did it. I have one last thing to say about this. Like, do just banking on already existing IPs, does it really work as well as people think it does? Because when I think of a lot of the best TV shows that people actually talk about, they shows like Barry, there's shows like Atlanta. There's shows like um, Stranger Things, which aren't like based on pre-existing IP. So it's like, do you really capture the cultural zeitgeist by being like, oh, "I'm making a Horizon Zero Dawn show"?
0: I, I think you capture their bank account. You know, a yep. portion of their wallet. Uh, if you look at the biggest grossing movies, it's all this Marvel stuff. It's it's everything is like IP franchising out the ass. So. Mm-hmm. It's an
1: established base. Why? Why not? Why not take advantage of it? Sure.
2: Yeah. Or and I think you're. I think you're right. I'd say the only caveat might be like The Witcher, because that one got pretty pretty popular sure. for good reason. Because I think that's a pretty awesome show.
3: So is that show based on the game or
1: the books? books. It's it's supposed to be bo- based on the books, but there's some bleed from the games for sure. Oh yeah, they definitely had the hot talk. Hot I know Henry Cavill right?
3: was saying that. He like was felt like he was act, like ripping off that voice actor from Witcher Three. Mm. He was doing too much to like. There's he some definitely sounds reading.
4: just like him. It's kind of crazy how much he sounds like him.
3: He sounds like
1: him, but looks like Henry Cavill with contacts. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> with like like way. marbles in his eyes. I mean, <clears throat> Christ. Oh God. <laughs>
5: <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Has there ever the been a show
4: that's like has there ever been a show or movie that cg died out contacts has that ever happened
0: yeah the know. irishman
4: the irishman cg robert de niro's eyes
0: are blue the whole movie but he wasn't wearing contacts
4: oh, oh right but like i mean like say they're wearing contacts like yeah. and you want to remove the contact i'm sure that's happened before.
0: oh, oh you're saying the opposite in. why would you do that I don't know if it's like
4: a period piece and contacts didn't exist, and you can clearly see the contacts. Oh, you're talking Can you clearly see contacts? Well, like I mean, I feel like you would need like an After Effects artist to remove the contacts in the image, so you don't. It doesn't hmm. look like they have contacts. So as someone
1: who wears contacts, yes, people have noticed me wearing contacts. Like, so really? y- you you okay. can't you can't see it.
4: Uh, I notice myself okay. in the mirror wearing contacts, and sometimes I'm not even looking for it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh, I'm hmm. wearing contacts. Yeah, but when I'm admiring myself my it, in my looking
3: glass, I'll, I'll notice it sometimes. Have you ever had it go <laughs> behind your eye like it, like we I have like, had nightmares. <gasps> I've had nightmares about that, but no.
1: <laughs> Stop! Stop! I've had nightmares. It's body horror, that's, Kevin. That's <laughs>
3: one of I know. It's like it's one of the like most terrifying things I, to me. I heard a good so story. I um, when I
1: was at the optometrist okay. to get my contacts fitted. She was telling me, "Oh, I I had to remove some contacts from this guy's like upper eye," and I was like, "Oh God, that sounds horrible." And she's like, "Yeah," and when I was removing it, then I realized there was another one back there, and another one. Oh and God. she's yeah. like, "I removed three contacts from the back of his eye," and, yeah. and he, he said he kept losing, he kept losing them, but they just kept <laughs> accumulating. Apparently, dude, I hate like this. That that was my yeah. that was when I was first getting contacts. Can I go home. That scared the shit out of me. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I, I think like just knowing that that can happen, I would never have them if I was a glass. I uh, love contacts. Yeah, mics, I'm just by the gonna way. wear
1: glasses, I guess. Oof, oof. I yeah. do not regret contacts. I, I love them.
4: It does suck when they get kind of stuck. Cause like one time I've had them <laughs> stuck here <Aaron's> just leaving.
1: <laughs> it sucks when it so sucks like, when they you... rip in half. Like I, I was at work <laughs> once and I got a piece of sawdust in my eye and it like cleanly cut the contacts. Like and the contact just split so in wait. half. <laughs> If you, yeah. like,
3: close your eye, could you see the outline of it, like, on your eyelid? Like, is it visible? It, potentially, it's more visible, I suppose. I, I, I can't see myself when my eyes are closed. Can but... you feel, like, it rubbing against it? Like, the, the <laughs> no. flesh of your no, you eyelid? Like, okay. No, you don't. No, you don't.
4: Karis okay. just okay. laughing his ass off. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, my God.
3: This is horrible. I've always just wondered this about contacts. This is yeah. so interesting. Anyways, I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah. <clears throat> uh... Oof. oof. Video games. So, so to... this is
4: no longer a games podcast. It's a contact. The horrors podcast. of contact, contact lenses. Yeah. Run. Uh,
5: oof. Oof. Okay.
4: You need to uh, put a trigger warning, uh, Aaron.
0: I think podcast. I do. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you guys know who Ed uh, Fries is?
4: No.
5: Mm,
0: no. Yeah. Well, obviously none of you watched that that great piece of Microsoft propaganda, the Xbox documentary. Uh, He is a a person who helped form Xbox division early in the days Um, Mm. He says Game Pass scares me Because there's a somewhat analogous thing called Spotify that was created for the music business and uh, When Spotify took off it destroyed the music business I mean it literally cut the annual revenue of the music business in half and made it so people just don't buy songs anymore uh, is, is is this a moral panic or is, is game pass going to they, ruin they said
1: that about everything for by sony <laughs>
3: like, like they said that about <laughs> cassette
1: tapes with radio they said that about radio when radio came out they said that about records because no one's gonna listen to them in live now like <laughs> it's it's yeah. just the, the newest thing <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also They're the
4: fact it. that nintendo and playstation exists like there's too much like competition for that to truly yeah. happen i think
5: yeah
2: Game Pass is truly changing the way that, like, video game industry is working, though. So I'm very curious to see, like, even within the next five years of just the landscape of how we consume games, just subscription I, in general. Like, everything's is a subscription now.
3: I would love to know how... Uh how the indie devs make money, like how that works. How how does that like 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 what's the return for the indie dev? Like how much money do they make from a Game Pass game versus a, a, a you know a retail game? Like I would love to know this, and I just wonder if this guy has access to those numbers as well or not. Like Microsoft obviously would, but does mm-hmm. he does he even know? Like does do anyone does anyone actually know? It's all speculative. I just uh, love
4: that um, there's like a well, like I don't know those numbers, Kevin, and like yeah. I don't know like. I don't know, Aaron, Do you, would you know anything? No, I mean,
0: those numbers are definitely else. private.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very private.
4: I will say that, like, Xbox Game Pass, I like how it's bringing the return of, like, the five-hour indie game, you know? Because, yeah. like, I don't really like spending $20, $30 on an indie mm. game that I know is three hours long. Hmm. And when they come to Game Pass, like, for example, Trek to Yomi, that was, like, a four-hour-long game, and I would have never paid for it. But because it was on Game Pass, I played through it, you know?
3: Very true. On that note, can I just say this? I think Game Pass is, like, a, a kind of a necessary response to oversaturation of media in the games industry. And it's kind of allows a lot of games that I think people wouldn't buy or play to try and maybe get, mm-hmm. you know, talked about and stuff. So I think it's, like, it seems like a lot of, like, getting success in this field seems to be like random sometimes like you have to have something really good and it has to be pushed by the right people or the right you know whatever so it seems like game pass can kind of let some of those smaller potatoes get takes due. the luck
1: off the table a little yeah. bit yeah. kind of the I social like media syndrome so. where you have to be somebody to get noticed so <coughs> this allows yeah. unnoticed games to be noticed
5: mm-hmm yeah
4: yeah, it's like a like t- curation, right? Like they're curating, like here are three indie games that we're going to feature this month, and people are going to try them because they're on Game Pass.
2: Yeah, I think that's cool. I've heard I've heard two sides of the coin for this. Um, I did listen to like an IGN uh, interview with the dev mm-hmm. of Tunic, mm-hmm. um, and they they kept trying to ask him like, "So did you get a good deal on this? Like when you put it the Game Pass?" And he would not like. <laughs> of course, he couldn't say. Mm-hmm. But, like, you could imply that they did very, very well because the game was received extremely well. A ton of people played it. Um, on the other side, uh, there was also another article that I read about um, that odd world game that they agreed yeah. to uh, to put that out on PlayStation Plus or whatever for free for PS5. Um, they did it because they needed extra funding to, like, finish the game. But ultimately, like, after they saw the numbers, they were like, oh, my God, we missed out on so many sales. Oh. But I don't I don't know if they really thought that through because I mean I don't know how many people were actually gonna buy that game <laughs> like sure a lot of people tried it out because it was free right but like I mean odd is just one of those I don't know maybe there's like a little niche it's, it's a little of people odd love those games <laughs> yeah a little odd so I don't know I feel like it would mostly be beneficial especially for any devs that like might not make that much money anyways like Warren was saying a lot of people don't want to drop like 20 thirty bucks on a four hour adventure but like with game pass it's it's such a no-brainer like you can just whip it up in, in a afternoon. way you're kind of yeah.
1: getting compensated with people noticing you you're getting compensated with marketability exposure, your exposure. like that that's a very expensive thing to get in this in the market of gaming as well as any other market for that matter is for people to notice you and know who you are suddenly so that's that's valuable so uh, bouncing off that point like does that
0: create a world where like indie devs who can't get their games on Game Pass or who don't find the deal to be equitable miss out mm. and get kind of screwed because, like Orin's saying, he doesn't want to pay, you know, and, and I don't blame him, 20 bucks for a game that's only going the last four or five hours. But like, there's a lot of experiences like that being made, and Game Pass is not going to gobble them all up. Game Pass seems to be taking some of the most flashy, cinematic, or, or, or you know, Artistic, gamery yeah. ones.
1: I, I, I agree. Um, I, I think, I think it does create that kind of scenario where people who don't do Game Pass are now going to fall by the wayside big time unless something, like we said, lucky happens for them. And chances are that's not going to happen.
4: I don't know. I hate to sound like a huge, like, uh, you know, apologist for competition and being like, you just got to get good. But if you're like really confident in your product, then, you know, like go for it. I mean, Stanley Deluxe, the Stanley Parable edition uh, Deluxe or whatever it was called Ultra Deluxe that yeah. came out not on Game Pass or anything and it's like a four hour game and it rules. And but that
1: one did have a like it was already set like people knew what the Stanley yeah. Parable was like they had played it when it was a mod potentially or they had played it you know when it released after that so they kind of already knew what it was so that kind of had it going right. for. It. Yeah, I don't know. I mean,
4: like Death's Door had like a lot of word of mouth last year like I don't know yeah. I feel like I feel like uh, either you're like okay I'm gonna just play the game and then go for it and just hope the critics are and the audience are on my side or like you kind of settle for Game Pass but you get that level of curation that you wouldn't get yeah. so I don't mm-hmm. want to kind of muddy the waters and be like it's just the way it is but I kind of feel like Game Pass is the way offering is. a good all the well, you know, it's just, like, uh, Game Pass is giving a good alternative for an indie de- dev that might not get these high, like, scores, but they're getting yeah. that exposure, and people are playing them and maybe enjoying the game. Very
0: true. Seemingly getting a lot of money, too. Uh, you know mm-hmm. what's interesting? Nobody ever talks about the Epic Store gives out free games yeah. since its inception. Often very good free games, and people, never, like, nobody, like, everybody's like, Game Pass is such a great deal. I don't like the Epic Store, but, like you can get a lot of uh, free games there it's weird that people don't talk about that but i know one of the reasons that people will do either epic store exclusivity or do a free game is because it's it's a huge payout so it's it like basically just means oh we made our profits back
2: mm-hmm. also one you can't blame companies
4: yeah what i will say though about the odd world scenario i think a lot of that has to do with how sony pushes indie games which is that they don't really you know, like I feel like Xbox, as a company, is better at featuring indie games, while like Sony really will just true. be like, oh, we'll just drop it on PlayStation Plus for a month and just kind of have one little graphic that we send out on social media. Like, oh, you can play this game. But they don't really push their indie games at all, I think.
5: <laughs>
1: yes, Very Sony's true. kind of Very known true. for that. Like, I feel like even back in generations ago, like during the PS1 and PS2 era, Sony only ever... Because there was a lot of small studios producing games for them, but Sony never advertised them. There's a lot of right. forgotten games that are forgotten because they were literally never advertised or basically shown to the general public as opposed to their first party games.
4: I heard Concrete Genies Cool from, and I think that's a Sony yeah, Garrett exclusive. played that. And he he's
1: had a lot to say about it. It sounded cool.
4: But like, yeah, yeah but that, I, I mean, that's like a case of like, I didn't even know that was out
1: until like three months later. <laughs> I, you know? I, I didn't know about it till Garrett mentioned it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't finish it, but I played a couple hours and like artistically and narratively, it's a really, really cool game. You know, it's not very challenging. It's just kind of like a, a puzzle thing, game, but it's very pretty, very, uh, I mean, I don't want to go too into it, but like you kind of have like a freedom to like draw and every, every gameplay can be different based on how you how you like do your paintings and stuff like that, and your genies, kind of cool.
0: Huh.
2: Hmm. Neat.
0: All right. So, uh, what's his name? Ed Fries is is just uh, he's just a boomer. He's just saying the same old thing that yeah. people have been saying forever. The that, that typical boomer. You know, like old, old man yelling. Bad at cloud or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Get off my lawn. Game Pass. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, are you guys ready to move into the games that we've been playing Ooh. oh man I, yeah, don't, sure. I don't know if I can do that That's
4: too much of a risk you know yeah.
0: too much of a risk you've been playing Risk what's what's no. going on um, Risk of Rain <laughs> Risk of Rain Oren once said that Returnal is basically just Risk of Rain with better graphics uh, I, 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 believe, I believe your opinion has changed <laughs> <laughs> since making that statement but uh, okay Let's 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 get Trek to Yomi out of the way first. I have to make a correction. I have to correct myself because I said that Yomi is a city or is a is a is a village in the game that you visit, but when actually Yomi is like the Japanese underworld. Clearly, I was not paying attention when the story was being related to me.
4: Right. <clears throat> what do you think? Did you finish it, Aaron?
0: So, here's what I think. I did not finish it because what you had initially said started to be more of a pain point for me. The combat. Became more of a focus of the game, and it felt so unresponsive and fiddly and bad that some of these fights just started to become frustrating. And as soon as the game got frustrating, I basically just haven't gone back to it. So I got to like the fourth chapter, which I think is about uh, well, let's see there's six chapters, so pretty far into the game. But like, I did not did not finish it. I got kind of bored.
4: Hmm. I'm kind of. I, like, really didn't like the game last podcast. Like, Mm -hmm. I was pretty outspoken about how much I didn't like it. But uh, I just had, like, you know, a a Sunday evening where nothing was going on, so I decided to just play through it. And um, I still don't really like it that much. I still think the combat is just not responsive and the game's repetitive. But it does some interesting things with the tone and the setting, that kind of subverted my expectations in a good way. Like, I thought mm-hmm. it was just going to be Kurosawa all the way through, but it becomes more like Blight Town and like Dark Souls. Or Animusha, you know, yeah. as it goes on. And, and I liked that, but uh, it's a hard game to recommend, you know, because it's mm. just very, the combat's just not good at all. And it's such yeah. a focus of the game. So I give it like a that's interesting. I give it like a five out of ten, you know. Five
0: point. out of ten, no, not not Damn. the coveted six out of ten that would have made it. Damn, uh, a recommend.
4: I don't know. It's like an enthusiastic five out of ten. It's like maybe a six yeah. out of ten. I
0: don't know. I it's six like six out of ten. I think maybe, what it does well. This, it does well. Look at
4: this way: a, a three mm-hmm. out of five. Can I? That that sounds less bad when I say three out of five. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two stars that's
4: out that. of three. Sure.
3: I feel like we're just giving us weird fractions
0: now. I'm like, wait,
4: what? Uh, One point two out of
0: two. <laughs> uh, yeah, four and a half hot dogs well, and right seven. Um, it's <laughs> five bags what? of popcorn. I think that the yeah. game looks great and the story is cool, although not necessarily incredibly surprising. But um, like, if you want that taste of that like old school Japanese samurai movie. With some horror mixed in and like fixed camera perspectives. It's fun for a bit, but, and it's, it's on Game Pass, so like we said, you, you never need to pay for anything again except Game Pass. Um, mm-hmm. But like, it's, it's worth checking out if
2: that sounds interesting to you, but the combat
0: really got frustrating for me.
5: Hmm.
2: That's interesting. I mean, like, I, I don't know much about the game other than um, the couple weeks leading up to its release. Um, I did see a lot of social media about it, and it seemed like mostly positive. I, I don't know if like I never actually read any of the reviews But like a lot of the stuff I was seeing was like wow this game like the look of it the look of it looks really cool I do think the art style is very interesting look at it look of it is um, 10 out of 10 the, the combat is like 3 out of 10. So this is where we're getting the 6 out of 10 I see okay That makes sense then which, which is too bad because like you said that's the focus of the game. So ultimately um, that's I'll probably try it out um i currently don't have game pass mm. just because i am focusing on my playstation backlog which i'm like kind of almost caught up with so the deal i made with myself is if i get through my playstation backlog i'll get game pass and then i'll start knocking out all these great indies like tunic death store etc cetera, etc
4: yeah it's, and i guess
2: i'll add that one to the list
4: it's it's not essential by any means i will say that it's short it's i think i beat it in about four four hours four-ish hours so it's not, you know, a huge commitment, but the game is literally, like, the first 20 minutes are amazing, like, wow, these graphics, wow, Kurosawa, wow, and then, like, you start fighting guys, and you're like, oh, man, this is not good. Ooh,
5: that's, that's bad, yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but uh, but But the setting got interesting enough for me to finish it, so, like, I would have been at, like, a 1 out of 5. Like, I hate this, but now I'm more at a 3 out of 5, where I'm like, okay, like, I I I, I like parts of this, you know.
5: Hmm.
0: Alright. Uh, I'll try it. I, I, do th- I do recommend trying it. Like, I think some people will like it more than others. I just, I, I was loving it until the combat became slightly demanding, and as soon as it became slightly demanding, I was like, this is just not good enough for me. <laughs> Yeah, and then I stopped, but I also had seen enough of the story to have a pretty good experience. Like I don't, I kind of didn't need to finish it that badly. Um, and I don't finish a lot of games, so maybe that's that's a me thing. Uh, I hear that rolling in Demon Souls
2: remake. What's what's going on, Garrett? You can't roll, man. What's you? Dude, I don't know what's going on. Okay, so you know, I I know we said we weren't supposed to talk about, it, but like I did complete Elden Ring. Um, uh, what's that? Like a couple of weeks ago. That took me like two and a half months of two and a half months, but 72 hours of gameplay. So I was very drip feeding this. Um, and you know, I thought I got pretty good at the game. So I was like, you know, what, it's time to, I've beaten Bloodborne. Now I've beaten Elden Ring. I could probably beat any other of these Souls games. So like I finally went back to my Demon Souls PS5 remake and uh, I left off at the tower Knight, And I'm like, all right, I remember why I hated this. Cause I have to run across this stupid bridge. I have to wait for the stupid dragon to breathe his fire go all the way there and then i walk in and i just get like stabbed once and i die Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. so my problem is is that um i took armor off so i'm because in demon souls there's either you know fast rolling or fat rolling yeah so if you're under 50 percent, you're fast which is frustrating so i had to take all my armor off basically because i didn't invest in endurance or whatever i don't know why i was just putting everything in strength but um so i'm trying to dodge these attacks with rolling and i feel like i'm getting it like right on time but I'll be like in the middle of my roll and then I'll come out of my roll and then the attack still hits me because it lasts so long. And I'm like, what's the point of rolling if I can't avoid this? Like, do I just need to run away like in the opposite direction? But then I also need to get to his ankles. So, Mm -hmm. and like I'm having this problem with normal enemies too. Like there's a few enemies outside the boss gate where they're just like charging up an attack and I like I'll roll right before it and then they'll like still catch me at the end of the attack and then I'll like die. So I'm just like, either I just need to figure out how this game is working um, or maybe I'm worse at Souls games than I thought, or Elden Ring was just very lenient with its rolls, like its window. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still an awesome game, though. Like, I'm dedicated to finishing this. Uh, I've only put like five hours into it. Most of that was dying in the beginning because um, I didn't know that I was fat rolling, to be 100% honest. Oh, yeah. Like, after I played Elden Ring, I was like, oh, shoot, I forgot fat rolling's a thing. And I went back to Demon's Souls, and I had, like, my full... I don't know like flume metal gear on it. I was like 90 percent capacity or something like that <laughs> I'm like, just like how was I even playing this? but um Man that game is so pretty mm-hmm. the 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 graphics are amazing Um, the dual sense so cool on that game really good like Like when an enemy is like about mm-hmm. to throw a bomb at you or casting a fire spell it like you can like feel the sizzle in the controller so you know it's coming <laughs> I don't know. Awesome. I just think that's amazing. There's just so many little things, and like when you're swinging a sword and like the sword brushes up against a brick wall, you like feel that little sing. dual sense is I like
1: shivers, Garrett. Ugh.
2: It is. I mean, like that. The dual sense is such a reason to get the PlayStation Five over an Xbox, and like I do have both now. Um, but it's really hard for me to want to pick an Xbox game, even when it's on Game Pass. Mm. I'll like almost want to get it on PlayStation instead just just for the DualSense or for that crash for the DualSense integration Wow, yeah, because it can really make a difference.
0: It's it is pretty nice uh, As for your, your rolling problem. I don't know. I feel like rolls are pretty similar, but what do you think Kevin?
3: Um, it's been a while since I played Demon's Souls but, yeah. but My memory is that it's like DS one where you have fast roll mid roll and fat roll but I could I could be wrong don't hold me to that but uh what you have to probably do is, here's here's what I think you're doing wrong, is don't fight. Don't do World 1-2. Go somewhere else. Go to, like, the minor world. Go, to, like, World 2-1. Yeah. Because the way go that grind. the Souls works is each world has four segments. And the second and third segment and fourth segment are harder. So you'd think World 1 would be easier, but it's actually not. So you want to go to one of the other worlds and do the, world, the first world of that. And then go okay. back. That's, that's what I recommend you try. Is, uh, try going to, like, the, the world, like, the the minor guys they make sure you hit them with hammers because they don't die from swords
2: oh yeah also smack
0: that knight in the head spoiler
2: alert but uh I did I did have to read a guide because I'm like dude I'm slashing this guy's ankles I'm hitting 12s on him he falls down oh yeah I was almost I almost did really good I almost got him to half health and then he fell down on me and I died I'm like bruh you have to (laughs) knock his armor off don't you so
3: uh, on you the know, ankles. ankles, yeah, he falls over and you just smash. I think he died. So yeah, he what really I will quick. say though is that game has way easier Bosses than Elden Ring. Mm. So You probably are just underpowered for fighting him. Yeah, Elden Ring okay. has much more unfair and If you beat Elden Ring, then you could totally do Demon's Souls. You have to just probably get okay. powered up You Definitely. know how all those games are really hard at the beginning like when you first start off You're like super weak and
2: you just like suck.
3: Yeah, it's probably your that is
2: lucky. why Bloodborne took me like five attempts to finally get through and like once I hit yeah. that power jump I was yeah. like, "Holy shit, this game is amazing!" Once you get Ludwig's Holy just, Blade, you're
3: like, "Oh, I can kick ass now. Everything's dead." Yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah.
4: I, I remember with Bloodborne, like the just the Yarnum, the first part of that game was so hard, and then after I beat Gascoin, it was like smooth sailing until the DLC, and then I sucked again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, That's pretty much how it is. Actually, it's the same with me, you yeah. can't level <laughs>
3: until you kill that first boss. It's same with Demon Souls. You can't level until you kill the Phalanx. So, like, mm-hmm. that first oh, yeah. level yeah. you have to do without leveling, so it's it's hard in that regard. And they don't
2: make it you know? easy, either. You have to go back to the Nexus, and then you have to climb, like, 50 stories and find some random person yeah. that's, like, hidden among look, yeah. the Isn't candles. is it that the child? Like, the little in. bald child? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The monumental. Like, why did they make this oh, yeah. so the, difficult? That
4: was so obscure. Like, I played a little bit of Demon Souls, but, like, I, like, was like, how am I supposed to figure this out? And my brother told me. I'm like, what? That's what you have to do?
3: What That's what it was for man. me. Aaron was like, "Oh, you have to go to the 50 Dude, stairs to Talk to this guy." I was like, Wait, even what? who? What? Finding him was hard because it's just ago, a little yeah. head. They're all the other ones' heads are down. I don't know about the mm-hmm. remake, but it was like in the original. It was really hard to see which one was even." I think he's one. a little more. I kind of like part of that about that game, but it's also like not friendly at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Demon's Souls rocks. I think I'm gonna try to play through that. Although I'm so I, sold out right now, honestly. So mm-hmm. if that
3: comes to PC, which I think it will, uh, yeah, I'm probably yeah. gonna buy a PS5 controller just to uh. Get that because I've heard the DualSense in that game is insane. It's man. awesome. Uh, this the the technology of that game is just so interesting to me. And seeing it's like a FromSoft, like high, really good mechanics, world design, all that stuff, with the technology of another studio, I'm like, oh, this is like the best potential. So I'm excited to see what that what that's like, hopefully ultra wide.
0: Um, all right. Uh, Ben, g- give me give me your top
1: down perspective on Weird West. I like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't like all of it. I'd say. It's not quite a six out of ten. It almost hits that point. Whoa! Okay. (laughs) Since we're we're doing that today, but I did like it because it's basically Cowboy Fallout Two. Like it. Mm. It reminds me a lot of Fallout Two. But it also reminds me a lot of like Divine Divinity, which is a game that barely anyone's played because they've only played Divinity now. But it's it reminds me a lot of that. And I, those were games I was a huge fan of when I was younger. So of course I. I was predisposed to like it, so Weird Weird West. I didn't, I hadn't, didn't know about it. I didn't know it existed, and then suddenly I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, this looks cool." I watched, I watched a short video. I was like, "Oh, I get it. I play it," and it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. It's not what you expected. It's not what I expected at all. That's for sure. Uh, the plot, I'll do a very loose rundown of it, so there's no spoilers. You play as five different characters throughout the plot. Personally, that's the part about the game I don't like. Despite the fact mm-hmm. it is integral to yeah. the plot, I do not like yeah. that because you have no attachment to your <clears throat> character by the end of the game, and this becomes extremely evident the more you play. Mm. And but it's it's an interesting idea. It it doesn't it doesn't not work, but it's not wasn't really my thing because it's an RPG. It's a it's a top down action RPG game. So you kind of are supposed to role-play your character. And this kind of gives you the opportunity to role-play different roles because each character is extremely different from the other, like like not only in gender but in ethnicity and backstory and whatever you want to apply to them as well as even species. But they're, they're really but also cool. Also abilities. And, and the abilities. But yeah. and, and the abilities is another thing which is not super great about the game. The combat in the game is fun. The combat's fun. It's, re- it's really smooth. It's it's very satisfying because it's, there's a lot of gore and whatever you want to give you that splash that you want from the game, and the the story in the game ha- the, the game has this has a lot of interesting side quests but they are kind of they kind of have a Skyrim esque quality to them after a while where it's like oh my grandmother's amulet was stolen and it somehow ended up in a cavern halfway across the map go get it for me you you get mm-hmm. these you get these um. Bounties and that's kind of the it's kind of reminiscent of Skyrim with the bounties, but they're they're fun They're still fun because they they don't feel as loosey-goosey as a Skyrim ones do Um, the The game has a lot of cool details though like one really good thing about the game is that like the NPCs feel feel like Solid in the world like the NPCs feel like they belong especially your first time around like the NPCs feel very important and then you realize that Just like you the any NPC in the game can die and mm. this npc that felt important and integral to the town can just die and then they're just now all they are is a grave in a graveyard. And on mm-hmm. that note, that's a cool part about the game is if you go to an if you go to like an, an area like a town or a fort or whatever and you just kill everyone there, you come back and like the like whoever took over the the fort or whoever like reclaimed it made a graveyard out front with all the people you killed. So they, oh, really? they're all buried and they have names and it's that kind of reminded oh. me of Marwind, where like some of the ban- all the bandits in Marwind had names. And the names mm. were connected to the lore of the, the game itself, despite the fact they were just bandits. So I, I liked that. But hmm. it it goes into the fact where the game has a lot of cool details like that. A lot of like has crafting, it has a lot of items and stuff you can find and, and the has has gear crafting, it has mining, it has it's it's has cool little stuff like that, but overall the gameplay is just kinda flat in some areas and that hmm. that's that's the skills. Like there's a there's a huge skill tree and you have to find yeah. these things called uh what are they called? Like golden aces. They're like cards and you have to find the them
4: a- amulets or something. Uh, I can't they're, remember they're, they're, they're
1: like they're like gold they're like gold ace cards. And you find those around the right. world. And it, it's it's kind of a cool system where you have to find those cards. But the problem is is <clears throat> you're it doesn't carry over. And mm-hmm. you can honestly play the game Without getting a single skill, which is fine mm. because that means the game in itself is skill-based on the player. Right. But it defeats the entire mechanics of the skill tree in the game because they're yeah you don't, you're
0: robbed of progression.
1: You don't you don't need them, and then every time you start mm. the the care a new character, you're kind of back at square one. And what I found myself doing is you can find you can f- all the characters are all in the world, so. You, you, play, you play your first character, you move on to the second character, and then you can find that first character on, from that second character. And what I found myself doing is I, is I was just constantly tracking down my characters, which was kind of cool because you find like the, their story and what they've been doing since you've been gone. But I was doing that for the sole purpose of robbing them of the loot I gave them in my previous <laughs> character. That was, that was all I was doing. <laughs>
0: Did you murder them and get them buried in the graveyard?
1: No. There's the, there, there's reasons you there's reasons you don't you can do that but there's reasons you don't do that at least in my playthrough okay. I, I was good I, I did a good playthrough I guess you'd call it, um. So I kind of was doing a lot of just following characters around, getting items that I got in my previous playthroughs, and that was fine. It, it just kind of got a little old doing that, so that's why mm-hmm. that's why I'd give it like a five out of ten. If we're gonna do the, you know, it's almost good but didn't quite hit the mark. Overall, the game... Three and a half
0: out of seven hot dogs.
1: Like, yeah, I'd say maybe like half a hot dog, yeah. And okay. it's... The, the game excels with its style. It's music. Yeah. It's voice acting. It's The writing is pretty damn good. The mechanics kind of make some of the dialogue feel kind of stupid. Like, there's, there's some points in the hmm. game where, like, an important character does something with you. Like, they give you something. And, and they, they tell you what to do with the thing they give you. And it, yeah, um, I I won't say more than that, but, like, it, the mechanics of the game made it feel pointless. So, Hmm. and that was, that was something that felt important. Overall, cool game, it's by the same people who made uh, Dishonored, Um, this is their first, I think this is their first game, like, as, like, I think that the two guys from Dishonored made their own studio, Um, they're they're from Arcane, and... They. This is their first game. This is their first full, full-fledged game um, uh, on their own. Right. And it's it's a solid it's a solid entry. I, again, it has hmm. very, very reminiscent of Fallout One, Two, Divine Divinity, with like the aesthetics of the Undead Nightmare of Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Hmm. And and then it has like the the whole um, Bastion, you know. And then the boy walks over and picks up the glass. Like it has very. It has a very <laughs> right. reminiscent of that too. And that's all. That's all cool stuff. But overall, five out of ten.
0: Hmm. hmm. All right. Harsh. I, 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 yeah. I would I wouldn't replay.
1: I, I, I'm glad I played it, but I wouldn't replay it. You beat it.
5: I
0: got gotcha. Okay. Uh, okay.
4: I'll. I'll say one quick thing on that. Uh, I played through it too, and I agree with all of your criticisms. Um, I think I gave it like in, like a seven or eight out of ten but I think uh, that was too generous. I'm kind of with you. Oh, no. I think the... I, I, think, uh, I think the... Uh, well, the whole design philosophy of upgrading and it being a CRPG completely conflicts with the five different stories exactly. in a way that's, like, really, like, bam. Like, it was mm. not a good idea, in my The, the, con- but the concept I, is interesting. Yeah. But the execution... It just doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, I loved the... Uh, the pigs' story yeah yeah The pig man that was a great story and uh but like i don't pig know
1: man. the i i think By the, the first and second stories are some of the best then you get to mm. like i think i want to say it's the it's it's the basically the indigenous story that one just felt so it was really interesting but i was like th- why is this character doing this story <laughs> like this mm. character does not belong <laughs> yeah. to the story hmm it started
4: to get comical by the fourth story Because then like the writing Starts to become really Just like we just gotta like set up the stakes Like oh there's werewolves yep. There's this cult <laughs> Do stuff and I was like wow this is really lazy But whatever
1: The game becomes <laughs> it becomes very gamey the further it goes Like it starts off very serious and very like Almost poignant Like in the sense of what it's trying to hit And then it becomes very gamey and like Just get it done
4: I know that's how I felt. Yeah. Oh, well. Weird West. Oh,
1: well. Weird West.
0: Weird West. Huh. Nice
2: try. <laughs> I was excited about that one, too, when it was when they were promoting it, like, yeah. in the beginning. I, f- I felt like that was a while ago, too. Was it, like, an E3 conference or something where they, yeah. they showed it off? Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is an awesome concept. I can't wait. But, honestly, despite what you guys are saying, I think this is something I'm still going to check out just because I, like, I love Cowboy stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know right. why. But, like... I'd, anything cowboy-related, or, like, same with Trek to or whatever, like, samurai-related, it's just, like, it's not hit on enough to where I'm saturated, like, Vikings yeah. and shit. Yeah. Like, oh, oh God. my God. Like, yeah. If I have to play oh another God. Viking game or don't watch another don't Viking movie, <laughs> even though I want to see the Northmen, but, like, I am so burnt out. I recommend it. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Okay, we'll get to it <laughs> I mean, Garrett,
1: it's worth a playthrough. Like, Weird West is worth a playthrough, but... okay. You're gonna experience kind of the same feelings we did, where you just kind of like, I feel a little cheated, as you're playing. By the progression, gotcha. yeah,
0: yeah. It is on Game Pass, so you, it's it's not a big investment.
2: Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay, that's all I gotta say.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's interesting. I, I guess uh, I played a bit of it, and then I I haven't gone back to it, so I don't know what that says. Like Mm. I I felt like I was trying to have to force myself to play it, and I just got stuck in other things. Mm -hmm. But then it did come out in that black hole of Elden Ring, like molasses. So maybe maybe things are different now. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of things being different now, Orin. Finally, there's been a drought on Game Pass. I gotta say, of of like big meaty games to play. Would you agree? I agree. Like, my Xbox has not been turned on as much this year. Last year, my Xbox was running like every day. It was heating my house. It was annoying. Now it's kind of, you know, I turn it on, but not that often. Uh, but something dropped recently, Oren.
4: Sniper Elite 5?
0: Sniper Elite 5. Tell me about it.
4: Okay, I've never played Sniper Elite before. This is like a new thing. Yeah, me neither. And uh, I've been, uh, and you know what? Like, ever since I started playing it last week. Like, every time I have... Like, unfortunately, I haven't had a lot of time recently to play video games, but when I have, like, a block of time to play video games, I just get so excited at the prospect of playing Sniper Elite 5, because apparently this game is totally up my alley in a way that, like, nobody told me before. It's, it's literally like, what if you took Mel Gear Solid Five and Aspects of Hitman, and it has the same energy as Medal of Honor... And you just made that game, and it's totally my shit. And I just want it's all I want to do. (laughs) You've been playing it too, Aaron, right?
0: Yes, and I, I would totally agree with that. Uh, with those three influences, I also have never played this series because all I thought of were those like goofy compilations of like slow mo bullets going through people's groins that I saw with the x-ray <laughs> cam and stuff, and it put me off. It's I was so like, fun. is this <laughs> just are, one of those games those, where, like, that's... So it won- those are so fun. I, I think it's fun, but, like, I kind of got the impression that it was basically Call of Duty with that. Like, I like right. I imagined you're just a sniper in a bell tower just shooting a million dudes. Like, I, I pictured it not being anything... Like, it. this is a sandbox stealth game with pretty good combat set in World War II. Um, that, yeah, that, again, it's like MGS5 and Hitman like really kind of nicely blended together.
1: Mortal Kombat kills? Uh, Yeah, you still have that. I've been trying
0: to get... I keep shooting people in the crotch, hoping that I get like a slow-mo, I just want to see some testicles explode, but that hasn't happened yet. (laughs) One thing that I'm a little concerned about, honestly, ever since I played The Last of Us 2, I've come to really enjoy the suffering of NPCs, and uh, this game (laughs) does it, and it's making me worry a little bit about myself. like. I am now frustrated when a game just kills them. I want them to suffer a little and crawl around and kind of beg for their life. Mm-hmm. Like when that doesn't happen, I'm like, mm, not satisfying. So this game my, d- does some of that. It's set in World my, War my, II. My, it's, yeah. it's,
1: like, how long is World War II in this game? Like, there's five games. Like, how many snipers are going around? So
3: it's, I the, think same it's the same sniper, it's the same guy too. Yeah. It's the same sniper every game, Carl Fairburn. <laughs> but, yeah. but he
1: doesn't he kill Hitler in every game, like. Why not kill him that. multiple times? Maybe but, like I, I love Man,
3: they should do a crosser with with Wolfenstein. He could kill Mecha Hitler. That would <laughs> yeah. be that would be cool.
1: Awesome. I just I to remember seeing these compilation videos you mentioned, and I feel like I've seen Hitler <laughs> die in every game. So I'm just I'm just kind of <laughs> curious. Like, is there just like mul- is it at least like timelines? Is, is each game a different timeline? It is. Uh,
0: it is. Uh, this is la, uh, occupied France.
1: Okay. Well, I will I will say that the game isn't going
4: for realism at all. Like, <laughs> I literally watched a cutscene where. The main character is looking at a map, and he's like, "Oh my god, they're going to attack New York. They're going to send the U boats straight to Manhattan and blow it up." <laughs> it's just, it's just bullshit. <laughs> and then, like, uh, and then, like, he gets a phone call, and he picks it up, and it's like, "Mainfieu, they're they're sending the U boat. We're going to send the U boats now." And it's like, "Oh, I am actually the sniper elite guy. You're not going to fuck with me. I will and find you, and like, oh, I gonna kill god. you." exactly it's just like really corny bullshit and it's like but it's amazing i love it i I
1: appreciate that i appreciate that that that, that sounds good
2: that sounds so fun uh Uh, i feel like i need a game like that
4: but it's but the thing is is the gameplay is legit (laughs) like it's it they totally nail the Gear solid five feel like you have this giant map in every mission and you have a main objective, and then you have, like, five other side, or, like, three or four side objectives that you can do, just like MGS5. That's cool. And, you...
0: and, and Crisis.
4: Yeah, and Crisis. <laughs> there you go. It, it's very well done. I, I'm having such a good time. Um, the only criticism I have of the game is that the well, I have two criticisms. One, the movement isn't as smooth as Metal Gear Solid Five, but that's kind yeah. of a hard thing to expect, like it feels a little (laughs) janky but it's not that bad um and i also feel like the game still could be gorier like i Mm. think they need to for the next entry they just got to keep dialing it up but uh it's still fucking fun like this is a sleeper hit i'm having such a good time
0: so on those controls i played it on xbox first and and i'm already pretty bad with shooters with a uh, with a controller, it's just not something I'm super skilled at. So I switched to PC, and uh, I gotta say, I, now, like, uh, I feel like I'm cheating because now I'm just like Sniper Elite, headshotting literally every fucking Nazi. Like, so I, I might start playing it on the hardest difficulty to see how that is. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm interested because it seems like the kind of game that if you if if the AI is fair enough, which it's hard enough, it's hard to say for sure if it is now that like a real hard difficulty could be very fun and rewarding. 'Cause it's a good stealth game. Um, you know what I like about this game? Every stealth game in the last like ten years has kind of made you feel a little bad when you kill the enemy. Right. Right? So you're like going out of your way to like choke out every guard in Metal Gear or Dishonored. These are Nazis. <laughs> I don't feel bad about killing them. I like every time I can run up, I'm like, no, I'm not gonna fucking knock him over the head with a bottle, I'm gonna stab him in the balls. Like
1: <laughs> hence the desire for more suffering, huh? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it really motivates
4: you to just kill all of them. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to destroy all true. of
1: them. The greatest generation. Like,
0: <laughs> there's no judgment. Like this, you're literally, the first mission is like a D-Day thing. Like you're, you're, you're you know, you're it's the night before, before, before the beach landings and all that. So you're like, every Nazi I kill is one less for, for my boys to fight in the morning. Like, so you, you actually feel like narratively rewarded for killing the Nazis as opposed to knocking them out.
4: I also want to say, too, the game actually. I usually don't care for customization in games, like customizing my guns and stuff, but I love customization in this game. It really feels like it matters. Like, there's different types of suppressors you can put on your guns. Like, if you want less weapon sway, you can, like, kind of modify it to be like that. And, like, you can get really deep with the weapon customization in a way that feels really rewarding. Yeah. It's, a, it's awesome. It. It's a great game. I, I highly re- recommend it to anyone, especially if yeah. you like Metal Gear Solid 5 or Hitman or Medal of Honor. It like <clears throat> it totally feels like a Medal of Honor game in a lot of ways.
0: Just more right.
1: violent. Yeah, the, the D-Day landing uh, sounds like that.
0: Yeah. And the whole thing's in France. The whole game, I believe, takes place in France. So yeah. it's that like nostalgic, uh, occupied, you know, France in the 1940s with the you know, the, the, the bocage and the, the farms and all that shit. It, it's pretty, it's pretty great. Um, cool.
4: One, one other cool. thing that I love about the game is that like you have satchel charges to blow stuff up. Like sometimes you'll have a side objective to blow up like artillery And you can set the fuse to be short so it blows up immediately, or you can do, like, a longer fuse, and I just love that because you can put the longer fuse and then just sneak away, and then it will blow up and all of the soldiers will be like, what was that? And then they'll all run to where the explosion was, so, like, it can serve as a distraction, too. That's cool. It's really cool. Dude, you can
0: also set it for a long charge, blow your whistle, sneak out, and then sometimes they'll run in there and get blown up. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you can do all kinds of crazy Hitman shit in this game, um, like, w- which is what makes it great. And, and it's kind of comical sometimes. Like, one time my character died, and his face had, like, no expression as his body, like, collapsed, like, ragdoll to the ground. He had, like, the most psychopath dead eyes. <laughs> and it just made it so much
1: funnier. <laughs> the time loop's about to start again. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So... Gosh, this game it, it
4: also is good. it also does this like one of, sorry, I keep talking about little features I love, but it does this other amazing thing where the game will tell you where you were last seen. Mm. Like it's this little like triangle on the map and and it's great cuz sometimes like what I'll do is I'll put like a landmine there. So like the soldiers will go investigate the last point I was seen and they'll just blow up. It's amazing. Just little stuff. It just has like really amazing quality of life stuff that most stealth games don't have then i'm like oh, why why isn't other games done this this is genius this is yeah so good
0: cool it it also has dark souls style invasions and i believe yes. full co-op which i think co-op games co-op shooters in a big sandbox level kind of like old halo is probably my favorite shooter co-op because it's a little more slow paced and you guys can strategize and pull off complex plans
1: you can invade like you can invade mm, world yeah. war 2 france yeah, as yeah. a Nazi,
0: you invade as a Nazi. I got invaded oh my by god, sniper! It's like he shot me in the fucking the gates, head. I was so annoyed. Enemy at the gates, kind of. That
1: dead. is that's really <laughs> cool. Holy crap! I didn't know they added that. Cool. It's pretty invasions wild. like Dark Souls invasions. Like they're like mm. the and they they appear as like red enemy. and they they hop around. And they're like wearing no clothes.
0: No, they appear as an asshole in a fucking sniper perch. Actually, okay, figures.
5: <laughs>
0: Wearing a Wehrmacht uniform, but uh, yeah, Sniper Elite Five is killer. I don't know how I've missed the series. Apparently, all the games in the series are fairly similar. Kevin, you've played them?
3: I've only played four, and I played uh, the, the 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 um zombie or excuse me, zombie army games, which are mm. the like uh, Grindhouse '80s Grindhouse spinoffs. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Which is more, closer to Left 4 Dead? It's not really a stealth game. because the, they're more of a co-op shooter. Those games. Okay. Uh,
4: I don't like. I don't have this totally confirmed, but I think Sniper Elite 4 was the first game to do this type of formula. I think the first okay. three were more like linear games.
3: That makes sense. Yeah. Sniper... Actually, that's true because I played three and it was like a Call of Duty game. Okay. okay. And I played four and it was like big open levels.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's right. amazing. I highly yeah. recommend it. Yeah, definitely seven out of seven hot dogs. Uh, Kevin, what is the most vampire thing that you could possibly do? Is it mining or chopping down trees? What, what do you think down. of when you think about vampires? <laughs> the chopping Absolutely.
3: down trees. I, just, I <laughs> chopping watching a vampire chop <laughs> down trees. It's one of the funniest things about that game. About what, about, rising.
0: what about weeding with a sword?
3: What about milling planks? You do that?
0: Yeah, milling. Planks. I like to
3: mill
1: my planks, and I like them to be milled for me.
0: How many forges does a vampire usually have? Yeah, three. So I mean, uh, three. It,
3: just, it reminds me like a friend of mine was talking about how in Dracula, like when, when Jonathan Harkness first arrives in Dracula's castle, like uh, Dracula gives him this nice like chicken. And she said she always imagined him like Dracula, like preparing it himself. It's just so absurd. <laughs> like he's like <laughs> preparing this chicken lovingly. His rival. He's like, no god. Yeah, like. You, know, you know, it's implied, obviously, <laughs> that you know his thralls or servants made it, but uh, it is a funny. It is something about vampires doing mundane work is hilarious and uh, not vampire I don't know why that is, but it's <laughs> doesn't it, it doesn't seem right. But but uh, V Rising. Uh, the game that we're we're referencing has uh, been really a fun game, and I do think the vampire element really helps it. Honestly, it makes it feel very different, you know. Um, like uh, trying to, because it's, it's it's basically if you don't know what this game is, it's it's a vampire survival game, um, with a progression heavily influenced by Terraria. I think it's also comparable to. Uh, What's the PS One Viking Puncher Valheim. game, Valheim—it's—it's it's basically Valheim. top-down. It's—it's it's like a, it's almost a rip-off of Valheim in a lot of ways. When I was playing it last yeah. night, I was getting major Valheim vibes. But uh, I wanted to mention just the uh, the experience of of avoiding the sun in this game is a good mechanic, but it also really reminds me of being a redhead, like in the world. Like <laughs> <this is> just, <laughs> it just—it reminds me of Ginger being an, like an ant, like you're getting this magnifying
1: glass of laser on you, and then boom, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Initially, I thought it was a very limiting mechanic and like annoying, but actually, I, I really like it. I kind of like when games have to like kind of cut your power back a little bit and, and make it so you have to judge or uh, you know be kind of avoid mechanics. I also like how like if you pick up silver, it hurts you, like it curses you. Um, oh, cool! I think they did a good job of just playing into like the vampire details. Same with like you can compulsively count. It's like a yeah, thing you can yeah, do. yeah. <laughs> 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 that, that, that was that was when no I noticed way, that yeah. I was like,
1: oh my god, that's that's just like well, why. <laughs>
3: It's so yeah. funny, <laughs> but uh, I I uh, the, so Aaron mentioned this game to me. He said, "Hey Kevin, let's check out V Rising." And I'm I'm usually, um, a bit I don't want to say cynical. Maybe that's the right word though. Of of the kind of trendy hi- hype games. Maybe that's a better word. Uh, skeptical of the kind of trendy hype games. So I usually I usually let them kind of see how if they if they stay popular if they sizzle out. Um, but this game feels, at least from what I played, really like a game that I think will have some legs. Um, it reminds me a bit of Neverwinter Nights, which is one of my favorite games, um, well, in know. that it's like uh, it's a game that you can really kind of pick the rules. Like you can you can make it like a full PvP open world versus game with with everyone starts at a high level of gear, or you can make it like a traditional survival game where you start with the basics and you have to build everything up but it's a pve game or what any kind of you can kind of balance and control all of that so it seems like they built this really well made uh systems rpg with all these different ways you can play it and control it which i think is really awesome and i also just wanted to mention just this is a personal thing for me if it's an isometric game and i have to click on the enemies i will not play it Um, but this game you can use wasd to move So it helps the combat a lot. I really don't like click movement for a lot of reasons, um, but it's just not not how I want to play a game like this. And this game's combat is so fun that that was really I think the thing that that really sold me on it was the combat being so so much fun. What do you think, Aaron?
0: Yeah, I I mean, early access survival, usually something I try to stay away from. Uh, I say that, but then I I play all of them, so maybe I don't. Uh, But it looked good. It was twenty bucks, which uh, which I I feel like twenty bucks is pretty much the the point at which I will try almost any game that that has uh, enough word of mouth, and it's really fun. It's it's got a cool art style. It's it's a vampire game. Like I do think that it has maybe a little too much tree chopping and digging sometimes. Like I, I get like I'm like you need to chop down 20 trees to make one plank and then you need 20 planks to make one floorboard um, so there's a little bit of that which which can get a little irksome but like when you're like exploring the world and you find like a little town and you're kind of sneaking around like a vampire killing all the uh, this game's got great NPC suffering by the way they they uh, they, they, they freak out so uh that it's it's fun um, and like the thing that this game does so well as you said is the combat combat is just juicy like combat was like done. Like, they probably made the combat and they're like, huh, what can we make a game out of this after they had this, like, perfect combat system?
3: Yeah. Definitely. Uh, it's fun to be the villain in this game, you know, to kind of, like, go and terrorize the towns as, like, a, the local vampire, like, you're building up your castle and, you know, <laughs> milling. I do think uh, the resource collection can be a little bit much, but it doesn't, I never had the feeling of, of No Man's Sky. Mm. Uh, who my friend described yeah. as like his space odyssey game, but he spent the whole time with like a laser at the, looking at the ground, going like yeah. mining rocks. Yep, comics, yep. <laughs> it really that really was. No man's <laughs> sky was was harvesting yes. material, so I didn't feel like it was that bad with that at least, um, but. I probably also wouldn't have bought it if it wasn't if it didn't have that nice classic like horror vibe that really was a selling point for me. I really mm-hmm. love that stuff. I really like just the detail of like when you come out of your coffin, your character like has this unholy rise. I thought that was just <laughs> so like I ground. love that. Like oh <laughs> yes, it's so it's just so this I love that. And you have to build a coffin in the dirt. You can't mm-hmm. put it in your house because it's you know has to be It in has the to dirt. be your homeland. So I, I, yeah, it's good. It was definitely. Uh, I I like the really style fun. a lot. Like
1: the art art style of the game. I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting, like, a realistic, dark Victorian look to it. And then I start the game up and I go to character creation and I just have this, like, PlayStation 1 medieval, like, style character, like, looking at me. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I, 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 I'm I down. I'm down for this. And the, the, game, the game has a great look to it. And you're right. Like, the combat is a lot of fun. It's super smooth. It's the characters, like, even the wolves. Like, I feel bad. Like, the wolves suffer. Like, they, they like, they... they when they run away, like, you feel bad. But the people are a lot of fun, so I I, I got to agree.
3: It's cool to see uh real-time shadows yeah. is a mechanic. Yeah. Like, mm. that's a mechanic of the game, is to stay in the real-time Th- That's shadows. what makes the, um, the
1: sun mechanic fun, is, like, the fact that you have to be mm-hmm. creative with the way you bounce from point to point.
3: Like, I, I think that that mechanic played out really well. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely a fan of that. I also like how you have to... Constantly get more blood from new enemies all the time like you they really like hone in on that vampire parasitic Which I just really I'm very impressed how well they managed to tie in the vampire theme It's not just like set dressing like it's like the game, which is really cool
0: Yeah (laughs) Uh, How would you just describe the combat like it is a top-down isometric game, but it actually plays a bit more like like a like a better version of I guess World of Warcraft or
1: I I would would describe it like Torchlight it, play, it plays. It plays a lot like Torchlight, okay. like the like the way you can swing your 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 weapons and activate abilities without having a target. Like t- yeah. Torchlight was all about mm. just like splash damage and area of effect damage, and and, and enemy targeting didn't matter. So like that th- yeah. that's what it reminds me of the combat at least.
3: Hmm. When I think of like Diablo, I always think of like like a game where you. Click on an enemy, you auto attack, and then you use your specials. The auto attack is not what this game, what Diablo is about, right? The auto attack is you could never kill any yeah. hard enemy in Diablo with yeah. the auto attack. This game is the opposite. The auto attack, or whatever you want to call it, you don't say an auto attack because you have to click every time. It does a high amount of damage, and you have some kind of filler special moves. This is my preference for this kind of game. I don't like games where you just spam specials all the time because. I don't know. Just, I just I like the rotation system of WoW and all that, but I do feel like if you're gonna make like an y game, I think it's better to have it so your regular attacks are more powerful and your specials are not as powerful, hmm. but they're they're more like lean the fight in your favor. Like you can use them at a moment to kind of like ooh like let me overpower you, like let me interrupt your spell or let me like do this. Like to me that's that's more fun than just like un- unleashing my like one two three four five on the enemy. That doesn't I don't know. I guess I'm just not as I I agree with that. I agree, with that. B-
1: I agree so. with that, and I, I think that yeah. that works well for this game. It it, 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 it feels balanced. Yeah. Like auto attack or not auto. Attack, but like, basic attack feels balanced as long with your special ability, which can deal some good damage or really none at all. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: and you only have two special attacks. You don't have like ten or well, actually, Nathan you Mac get four. Or, like,
0: okay, well, I only have two only currently, have two. so uh, no, you you'll get four. Uh, you, you get like two ranged magic attacks and then two weapon attacks. Okay, so you, but, you pretty um, much will be balancing cooldowns. But I think four is a you, good you, amount compared to like it's a hitbox my, game.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah. it's not a targeting game, and I think that that distinction like is important because like targeting games are a totally different animal than uh, than games with hitboxes. You can get like behind your enemies and like attack them like when they have their shields up and stuff. Right, so that's placement that's really matters. Cool thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The yeah. uh, Rising is pretty awesome. Um, my only my only maybe complaint, other than the, the resource management being maybe slightly tedious, is I like the world, but like when I think of it compared to um, Valheim, I like. Valheim is a more immersive world for me, uh, if partly due to the perspective, also partly due to the design of the world. This is much more like narrow funnels and hallways, like valleys hallways, that lead you yeah. into smaller uh, like areas, like meadows and fields and yeah. stuff. So it's still cool, but it's, it, it gets very challenging to like navigate by memory or sight. Pretty much always have to be looking at your map because stuff can look kind of samey.
1: I agree 100% on that. Yeah. Like my initial reaction was a little disappointed with the, the map design, so to speak, where like basically everything yeah. is a plateau. So, so when, that, when you, you, you immediately walk out of the graveyard and it's like, find a place to build your house. And I was like, okay. So I, I, you know, I waddled around for a little bit and then finally I found a space that had enough space to build a house. And no sooner do I build it and get it all laid out than I'm like, oh, I'm in the very bottom corner of the map in a really hard to reach <laughs> plateau. So it's a major pain in the ass for me to go anywhere.
0: Yeah, you got to move. Yeah,
1: I have to move. And, and I you just... got to hire some movers and... The game didn't recommend anything to me, so I just had to
3: kind of choose that. Yeah. And I, it, I felt a little cheated by the map design in that regard.
5: Mm. Mm. Yeah,
3: that's how I feel too. I don't like it in games when the map has like all these different levels. The only way you can access them is with ramps or ladders. And you have to like constantly like follow the path to the different ramps or ladders yeah. like that's like a little bit annoying i think it has its place but it feels like the whole map of this game is like that so i do hope we get some more just fields and- uh, th- th- that was yeah. the strong point about valheim for sure like valheim's
1: world like you said aaron was very immersive but it also was very it felt very malleable like you could build what you wanted anywhere it, it was if valheim yeah. reminded me of medieval engineers a lot it it, it worked really well with with like the yeah. building mechanics in the game
0: yeah yeah but they're both good. The combat, I will say, in V Rising is is like, like leagues better than Valheim. Oh, and I actually thought better. Valheim's combat was pretty decent. But um, like Valheim, I think we said on the podcast was like much better than Skyrim, which we all know sucks <laughs> in terms of combat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so,
5: <laughs>
3: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, v Rising. It could- I, it's twenty bucks. It's on Steam. It's early access survival, but it's very polished. And I haven't experienced. I don't think I've experienced any bugs. Like the only thing that's been early yeah. accessy is some of the UI elements being like. Like, like, all your teammates have the same color, so you're like, wait, where's Kevin? Where's my, my other person that I'm playing with? Like, I don't know what's going on. But um,
2: otherwise, uh, strong recommendation. Yeah, I feel
3: yeah, like I, I was haven't gonna been say, excited.
5: Um, oh, sorry.
2: Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, I guess the good news is, is that, like, it is in early access, mm-hmm. so they're going to be hearing all these things. And, you know, they probably won't make massive changes to the game unless it's that critical. But, like, some of those things you're touching on, they might have enough people saying that to where they can change it before the actual release, and this could turn out to be a, a much better game than it is in its current state, which you guys have already sold me, like, I need to get my... My PC is, like, currently not in use, um, but, like, it's making me want to get it up and running so that I can play this, because I'm assuming it's PC only, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah, and there's no plans okay. for controller support currently. Yeah, either. it's kind of wonky. Gotcha. Yeah. Just, I was, uh, was going to say, I, just, I haven't been as excited about a. a one of these games since terraria like this this oh, wow. it's been a long time since i want to play a game like this so if they've done something right for me at least Where are we saying orn
4: slightly unrelated question uh is valheim still in early access
1: yes
0: yeah yes they just released a big content patch like the other day
1: their, their content um, patches are awesome like they always add something really cool like it's it's getting more fun Valheim is pretty <laughs> damn good yeah, I like that. I
4: feel I feel like a, a lot of Steam games are just in permanent early access for like four years, right? <laughs> I mean,
3: especially especially so what survival does it even mean games? anymore? Yeah. Survival
2: games, yeah. Are the-
1: what, so survival games are I think of the worst offender, but like one of my favorite games that I've talked about in this podcast before, Exanima Su yeah. has been in early access for a decade, mm. and I'm probably <laughs> never going to play the final game. So mm. yeah, th- there's a lot of limbo.
0: Yeah. There's been some really strong early access stuff though, for like sure. Darkest Dungeon, yeah. PUBG. Um, uh, what's that? What's the side-scrolling um, roguelike? Dead, uh, Cells. Dead Cells. I mean, like Dead Cells, huge. So like, eh. there, there's a lot of crap, but there's also a lot of good stuff. I don't know if any of these games are ever going to exit early access. I almost feel like if this game never gets updated again, it's still worth a play for twenty bucks. It's it's pretty much there's a lot to do there. A lot of bosses. Yeah, uh, Stanley Parable, Oren, you've been you've been simulating walking.
4: Yes, I have. Uh, I'm gonna keep this one kind of quick because I don't really want to talk about it because like literally everything about it's a spoiler.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: But mm-hmm. you should play Stanley pa- the Stanley Par uh, was it the Stanley Parable The Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe Edition Ultra Deluxe Yeah. You should play it. Everyone should play it. Like, even if you don't like video games, you should play it. And you should play it if you've played the first Stanley Parable. It's very important that you play it because it's not just a deluxe edition. There's a lot of callback. Oh, yeah. There's a a lot of callback, but it's also literally something else. Mm -hmm. It's literally something else, but me telling you what that something else is would ruin it. So play the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. It's probably... It's only like a four four to five hour long game. It's probably my game of the year. That's not Elden Ring. It's it's really
2: wow,
1: really good stuff. It's super fuck. It's just super clever. Like it's the writing is just hilarious. And it's you're right. It's so much better than the original. But like you have to play the original to really appreciate a lot of it. So
4: and I the original
0: is contained within it.
4: Yeah, I actually did not play the original, and like a, there's like a lot of content. Like I was playing it like because you play through the original content a lot. But after you've played through it like nine or ten times and have gotten like different configurations of how that game can go, uh, then like you see this door that says new content. It's just like <laughs> this door, it's like more content. And then and then like That's awesome, the game man. opens up in a really just amazing yeah. way that I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. I'll
3: have to play it. It's the first yes. game I just want to say like was just such like a funny satire of like video games. And like player agency and like it's just like game design in general so I'm, I'm hoping that's a lot of it the, the, the satire the is so cranked up the... to
1: 11 like it is okay. over over the top in the best way possible the, it's the, so funny the fun. narrator
3: had the just the best dry humor oh ever. my gosh like, it's just dry he, 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 there, there's some there's some so like
1: some parts where he does like vo- like he mocks like he does voice mocks and those are my favorite yeah. like, when, like no don't go there it's like I I, I love I love the the deluxe the it's great. It's really great.
4: My favorite playthrough of the game is when you just, like, disobey everything he says. Because, like, the whole yes. premise of the game is that it's like a walking simulator and that you have to follow the narrator's directions. Like, uh, And then he steadily went through the left door and it's like you just go Get through right the right that. door and he's like, Stanley, like, did not follow directions. <laughs> and, he, and then, like, it gets to the point where it's like you ignore him so much where he starts to just give up on you. Yeah, and what uh, w- one, one slight spoiler, but, like, there, there's a point in the game where he gives up on you so much that he's like, okay, I'm gonna look for another game for you to play. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So-
5: <laughs> and then
1: he boots up a different game. It gets super so creative. I think you don't you go through, like, two or three other games? Like I, yeah, I don't want to say what yeah, those games keep, keep are because out. you'll you, you'll you'll know yeah, what they
4: yeah. are when you play it. But it's just very oh, yeah. that's like the one slight spoiler to give people a sense of like what it's like. But it's so good. It's it's such a funny, brilliant game. Like, mm. oh my god! If yeah. someone said that's their game of the year, I'd be like, you know what? That's so cool. Okay. That you think that's the game of the year. You know, <laughs> it's that is because and it's kind of interesting. It's like. My game of the year is Elden Ring but you know like I think there's a place for that four hour game where like every minute of that four hours is like the best thing ever you know so mm-hmm. it could go either way <laughs> play it play it everyone play it
0: Garrett you've got some things to yes. talk about let's, let's talk about what you've got to talk about
2: Yeah, so um, I haven't been, uh, after I beat Elden Ring, I kind of went on this kind of spiritual journey of like, I need to stop focusing on one game at a time because I'm never gonna play games. So I decided that I'm gonna start dabbling in a bunch of different stuff. Um, So I have a big PlayStation backlog that I've been trying to get through. Um, And so, let's see, here. I've got, uh, apart from Demon's Souls, the other four games I've played recently are uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the 2019 remake or reboot, I should say, um, the GTA V uh, next-gen version, uh, Kana, Bridge of Spirits, and Dragon Quest XI. Um, I'll just start off by saying with Call of Duty, um, I haven't played Call of Duty in a very long time. Uh, it's been like, probably like seven years since I've touched a Call of Duty game, maybe since the original Modern Warfare's. Um, but when I saw this remake, I was like, you know, I really should give it a try. Um, the only thing I really got to say is that it was fun, you know. I literally rent, rented it from the local library just so I could play the campaign. Hmm. And um, the library? Yeah. The library, yeah, the library has library. Call of Duty? Dude, it has everything. <laughs> I was sh- I was shook. My like, there are so many like games that, that they have. I'm like, these are is all the free? games I've never wanted to buy. Yeah. And you can I can rent, rent from the like, library
1: for the, the library here, Kevin, for, and Scott's probably, they have that too, yeah. Same here for me. Yeah, dude.
2: They, wow, you don't rent; they lend, they lend. They yeah, lend. Lends. Yeah, yes. Hmm. But dude, they've got Switch, PS5, X. I mean, dude, all the PS5 games I didn't want to buy, they have them. So, so fuck I'm gonna game pass. The library is the best deal. Dude, right? Wow, I, libraries. Is, yeah, what a find?
1: I did not know that.
2: Seriously, highly I must recommend. be complaining
1: about the, this destroying the industry.
2: Do I need a library <laughs> card? Yeah. You do. Yeah. yeah. yeah um so yeah call of duty it was a lot of fun you know i had they you know they have captain price um i Stole won't spoil anything but like the end good he does it, in fact soapy? it's even better hmm Did they have a soapy guy so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil anything <laughs> okay. but like the the ending of this game is got me very very hyped for the second one coming out good this Yoda. october so i am I'm, I'm glad i played it all right uh other than that uh GTA 5 I've somehow never played this up until now it's been uh, what like a decade 20 year old game been, i like, think three, at this point the, they're about to it born no but
5: <laughs> it'll be a launch title on, s- the,
3: on the next consoles i think too no next Gen
2: no. consoles <laughs> i've uh i've got to say like coming off some of the more serious games i've played jumping into GTA 5 of how ridiculous the dialogue is <laughs> Oh my god, like Rockstar is just so funny and like especially with GTA They can just go off the rails with a dialogue. I'm like this is so absurd I haven't played any games in such a long time that can like Dig this deep mm. as far as humor goes and like how abrasive it is mm-hmm. and I would just I have a smile on my face The entire time I played for like maybe two or three hours And like I can't wait to hop back into this because it's just such a fun time the characters I think the um the fact that you trade off between multiple characters very cool mechanic um i have yet to really see how it all comes together but i just think it's great that you're not stuck with one person and the personalities of each one are so good that like i'm not upset when i have to go play as someone else um and yeah it runs great and it looks great on ps5 um tana bridge of spirits uh it's pretty you know that's kind of one of those like i guess it's considered indie um They promoted it a lot when the PS5 was coming out Um, and uh, I guess whoever made it like previously were animators they weren't um, game devs so it really has that Pixar look and you could tell with the cutscenes that like these people are good at animation Um, it's just like a puzzle platformer game you know you run around you fight enemies you solve puzzles with a cute little like for what they're called but um, they're okay they're called like rot but they look like fuzzy little I don't know. They're just minions. minion characters. They're just minions. Just they're minions. I was, I was, I was trying to avoid minions, but they're dead ass minions. Yeah. And like, like
3: um, <laughs> is this at all, like Ori and the Blind Foree, or like Tack and the no, Power Juju? No, it's not like
2: okay. that. More like Tack and the Power of Juju. It's, or knack. Yeah, I would they call me. I would knack. compare it more to like, to, oh. <laughs> to oh. like, uh, <laughs> to uh, like maybe Sorry. like Cameo. Cameo, vibes. yeah. Yeah, I, I know, you know nothing about this oh, game, but like yeah. when, you, wow. when you
1: said the Pixar thing, <laughs> Cameo, cameo okay. was the thing that popped in my head with like the little okay. shrieking Seriously. berries. Does it always have to be named and entitled for
0: this kind of thing for these sort of like kids' things? Cameo, Elements of Power, Kena, Bridge of Smoke. Scar- cameo I know,
2: was a right? gem. <laughs> but um, I, you know, I've put a few hours into it. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I, I was excited about it when I, the PS Five came out and like I bought it, but then like I got an hour in and I didn't touch it. I don't think it had the poll that I expected. Um, it also doesn't run as well as I thought it would. Uh, if you play it on Fidelity mode, it is like 30 Fps mm. jittery. Um, I'm playing on performance on like 60 Fps, and you can like definitely see the graphical downgrade. It runs a lot smoother, but even then it's still kind of jittery. so I was kind of I was surprised. Uh, I had the same experience with bug snacks <laughs> surprisingly. Um, like i was super hyped about that and everyone was loving it and then i played it on ps5 it was jittery um ben i, uh, I was with yeah, the, it you. Was with the, me? it was yeah a you were watching mess, it was jittery mess and there
1: was a lot of flipping was... issue i mean that game was a graphical mess
2: yeah i don't know what's what is going, going was, like, on guy yeah, favorite game is
1: awful. that game literally looks like two generations ago for no reason <laughs> Do you know i don't know it's it's kind of, it's kind of a bug kind so of a snap it's like, just
3: not very good I don't understand that I game. Mean, it was like everyone talked about it for like five seconds, then it went the, away, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" The was, main, what the main was reason this? was because they know. got some pop
1: indie singer to like make the song, and everyone was like losing their mind and you know ha- having you know trying for babies gotcha. or something over it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they had Caro Cara Bonito, which is one of my favorite artists, actually, uh, do the theme, and so oh, they definitely Caro Bonito. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I don't know really how to describe it. Well, music, it's, it's it's like it's electronic pop,
5: right?
2: Out. Yeah, it's like electronic pop. She's like half half Japanese, half British, and so like she does like a, a mix of um like Japanese lyrics with English. It's just very yeah. catchy and fun, and so they always do this kind of like kind of a snack, silly stuff. Dude. But um, anyways, uh, the one I have been playing most of though is Dragon Quest XI S: Echoes and Elusive... Echoes of an Elusive Age. I think that's the correct title. So a mouthful. Um, I know this version, <laughs> I know it was made for um, Nintendo Switch, right? Yeah. The S version. Yeah. And that is where I originally tried it. Uh, I got the demo on the Switch. I'm like, I've never played a Dragon Quest game before but I, it like really pulled me in. Uh, <laughs> it's very charming. You know, of course the art style is very Dragon Ball because mm-hmm. it's like the same person, right? Akira Toriyama, yeah. Yeah, Um, so it's very charming. Uh, I am playing with Japanese voice acting because Dude that English voice acting that like forced Scottish accent and forced It's like every European accent that they could get like any UK accent and it was just driving me nuts Especially like in the combat when they're like constantly talking. I'm like you guys need to just stop talking Please you're like ruining this experience. Like I know it's supposed to be set in that kind of area that time period or whatever but um Japanese voice acting is way superior in my opinion and like I think the emotion behind it is a lot more fun. Uh, so did the die hear that someone someone else has played this game?
3: I played it for about uh 6 to 8 hours. Um, okay. But I played mostly Dragon Quest Builders 2, which mm. is a spin-off of oh, Dragon nice. Quest, but I had a question for you on this game because um I uh, I think uh, the composer Koichi Sugiyama is great, but I felt like the music he did for 11 was really oh. bad. In particular, the battle music is like very bad, and you hear it a lot in that game. Is that the and game with surprised. the music that was driving me nuts? That was Dragon Dude. Quest Builders, which uh. um, was basically rehashed Dragon Quest Two NES music that they kind of reorchestrated and was much better. Okay. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven music is pretty rough at some spots. I'll be honest with you.
2: So I know with the S version they did make it better. Like they, it's orchestral. Oh yeah. So yeah. you can switch between the original or it's orchestral. But it is repetitive. I mean, that is the one thing I got to say about this game. It's like you are hearing the same music a lot. And I've gone through like multiple different areas now. I may be like close to 15, 20 hours into the game. And, dude, it's like the the overworld song, I guess you could call it, when you're just wandering around. It's the same. And it's like every time you get out of battle, it restarts. I'm like, oh, my God. I had to start playing with with headphones because my girlfriend was like, dude, I, I can't keep listening to this. She this was getting so sick of the music. Dude, it's oh the God. same thing. I was it's playing with
3: too, and Aaron kept, like, singing the, like, Overworld song, and he was, like, like, an- like annoyingly. But um, he was listening to gamers talk about, like, AMD processors for, like, 10 hours, and it was, like, he kept, like, the 3,800, it was, like, dude, you're doing the same thing to me, okay? So, like, <laughs> this is a battle of attrition
5: here. <laughs> so, of, I uh, am, yeah,
2: I, I am conflicted on it because that was like one of the reasons I stopped playing for a little while is I was like getting a little tired of the music, so I, I kind of like turned the settings down so I'm not doing it as much and then like I also turned to Japanese voice acting so that wasn't annoying me. but as far as like a Japanese RPG goes, I mean this is like as class as, as it gets in my opinion. I don't have like a ton of experience, but I think Dragon Quest itself is you know it's old you know they've been it's the eleventh game they've been doing this for a long time, and uh it just has a lot of cool settings. I mean, you can even play the game in 2D if you want to, the entire game in 2D. Um, but the combat is really fun. One thing I really enjoy, uh, you have a four-party system, and like, uh, when it comes to spells and abilities, one thing that drives me nuts in games is you have to pick them. Like, You can only have four spells, so you got to pick these spells, and then you got to level them up. But in this one, it's like you just keep learning spells and abilities, and you just have access to all of them. It's just like multiple pages of spells. So like one of my spell casters is like, they just leveled up to the point where it's like onto my second page of spells. And it, it's just so nice to not have to stress about like, okay, I'm in a new area, I need to like switch out my spells and like, oh no, they're under leveled or whatever. So um, just having the ability to just have a little stress free gameplay. I, I know with RPGs, some people want that, you know, they want that difficulty and strategy. Um, but lately for me, I just kind of want to just play the game and not have to worry about that so much. I know, you know, I play Final Fantasy VII Remake, and it kind of has some of that with, like, uh, I forgot what they called it, but, like, the abilities that you, like, augment into the weapons or whatever. Materia,
5: um, right? Materia,
2: yeah. yeah, the materia. Like, it was cool, but there were some times where I'm like, do I really want to, like, mess with this? Mm. And then you have to, like, level it up, too. Right. So I was like, uh eh. But with this one, it's just, like, the gear is super simple mm-hmm. it's just like weapon armor legs two rings and so it's just very simple um, one thing I will say is the game is very easy if you just leave it on normal settings like if you do like a good hour or two of grinding in the beginning you're probably going to be over leveled like the whole game mm-hmm. um, but they do have these things called it. draconian too quests or whatever yeah, Um which are like like difficulty settings. So there's one like harder monsters. There's one like monsters stop giving you XP when they're too low leveled, um, et cetera, et cetera. So I put on the harder monster ones and like, dude, it, I was reading some forms and like, oh, it's still easy. I don't know. It was kicking my ass. Like, I feel like I'm pretty decent at RPGs and like I was getting through it, but like it's one of those times like after every battle you have to heal everyone up before you go into the next one because you're scared you're going to die. And like this game is really punishing with death. Like if you die you have multiple ways you can you can either go to your latest auto save your latest manual save or your nearest town um and if you do like your your latest manual save it takes like a huge chunk of your money and so like i remember when i died i had to go back to my auto save and it was like 40 minutes back and i'm like oh i'm like i can't do this so i tr- you can turn off the hard setting if you want to any any time mm-hmm. and um i don't know if any you care about like trophy hunting or like mm. achievements or whatever but like none of those are held back by these uh, which is good yeah. so um, <laughs> I ended up just turning it off because I was like I just want to get through this game I have too many other things to play mm-hmm. Uh. but the writing is a lot of fun the quests are you know typical side quests you know go fetch this or go defeat this enemy using this Um. Uh, and then with battles, uh, it does have a cool synergy system. Um, I don't know how many JRPGs do this, but it made me think of a uh, chrono trigger. Mm. How like if you have certain people on the same team, you can do like special abilities together and dragon quest does that where randomly your character will get what's called pepped up and they're like, they have like increased stats for like maybe 10, 12 turns or something like that. And then if you have two party members that are pepped up, then you can do special abilities together. And it's just, like, a lot of fun. It does, like, a fun cinematic where it's just very, um, you know, Final Fantasy. Is it, is it like, mm-hmm. 10 minutes long? <laughs> it's it's not 10 minutes okay. long, thankfully. Not but Final it's Fantasy. very, like, Dragon Ball Z, like, joining hands together and, like, launching them in the air and throwing them in the, like, big explosions. Yeah. So I've been enjoying that. Hmm. That's cool. Tim Rogers always talks about uh,
0: Dragon Quest. Like, people in Japan play it, like, after they take a bath at night, he says, to, like, calm down. They kind of relax. It's, like... Oh, it's interesting. It's like it's like uh easy gaming before bed.
3: Interesting.
2: I could definitely see that as long as you don't put on the draconian Quest yeah. like
3: when Dragon Quest that comes was the... out. When a game comes out, they ha- it's a holiday in Japan.
2: Yeah. Seriously? That's wild.
3: Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's a big deal there. Um I highly recommend if you are in the mood for a JRPG to beat this game to play Yakuza like a Dragon. Yeah. The main Dude, character I've been... The main character is obsessed with Dragon Quest and it's like a big part of the game mechanics. Is that his obsession with it? So I highly recommend it after you I
2: uh, have been wanting to play that game so badly, but I was just like, I have other games I need to play. It's on Game is it still on Game Pass? Yeah. I think it
3: is, yeah. I think they all okay, are Okay,
2: cool. I need to um, um I need to get that then, It, it has a slow
3: start, I, but it is absolutely worth it. Mm. You will not regret playing that game.
2: Hmm. I, I've been craving a JRPG like with comedy at the forefront oh you should play and that game <laughs> i know i am so excited <laughs> i've seen enough clips where i'm like i am so sold it's <laughs> my favorite writing but, um, ever it's incredible yeah i could i could keep talking but um that's pretty much all i have to say about it i'm just excited to keep playing um now that i turned the difficulty setting off i should be able to just mow through the main quest and uh maybe hit some side stuff typically i try to you know 100 these kind of games but i'm in that Situation where like I'm having less and less time mm. with work, and now I'm like doing online school too, or it's just like I don't, I can't afford to like be set back forty minutes in progress because I died to a boss because it was overpowered, you know? Yeah. Can I just quickly mention that Dragon
3: Quest does something I've not I've not seen a lot of so, some games do, but it's it's I think a tricky thing to get right is uh it does really hilarious and clever wordplay but I'm impressed that they can pull it off because it's a translated from Japanese. So I don't even know if it would even apply anymore. Hmm. So like, is it the translators doing it? I don't know, but they have like really funny puns and in, in like in play on words in those games hmm. uh, that I'm always like, well, how did they do this? How is, this? is this from Japanese? And they just translate, I don't know. That's like, a good question. Probably yeah. you not that? from Japanese.
0: It's probably the translators, right? Like they're that's what I'm thinking. Yeah.
3: But like, are they just like coming up with a new joke that's like the Japanese joke, or are they? I don't know. I'm I'm curious there. It's interesting. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, they I have very if good translators. Is what I'm gonna say. Yeah, that's cool. Hm. Yeah.
0: All right. This is wait. This is Dragon Quest X eleven
3: eleven s. So it's a little one, um, small, yes. small at the, uh, XIS, the uh, XIS, the, the team over at um, extra credits compared it to doom 2016 in that, in that it is true to the classic JRPG formula while reinventing it, but it's okay. very much a traditional JRPG hmm. yep. was for 90 shooters. So, all right,
0: well, congratulations, everyone. We made it through an enormous amount of news and games and and we I think we I think we hit we hit everything. Did we hit everything, Oren?
4: Yeah, we hit everything.
0: Do you do you feel like we're going to get the platinum for this one?
4: We we got the platinum for this one. Okay,
0: okay. <laughs> Kevin, we
4: did it guys? Uh
0: okay, so you guys know we normally do recommendations at the end of, it, of every episode and I am going to ask you guys your recommendations in a second. First, Kevin has a persuasive argument that he wants to make. Kevin,
3: would you like to make this
0: persuasive argument?
3: Sure, I'm gonna start with with a story. So when I was a younger laddie, um, I thought that I didn't like movies, and it's not that I don't like movies. It turns out that I'm just very picky with the genres and movies that I do like. And what I realized was happening was I realized this last night uh, when I'm watching. If you watch a movie that you don't like and you realize it like 20 minutes in, 30 minutes in, like oh I don't like this movie. If you're watching it with someone that you care about or respect, there's a social obligation that you're going to stick it to the end, right? You're going to watch this two-hour movie or whatever. So last night, I was watching The Northman with my girlfriend and some family members, um, and I realized about 30 minutes to the movie, maybe 20 minutes, I was very bored by this movie, and it wasn't a movie for me. But I had to stick through it all the way to the end, and I felt very sad about this, and I was hoping maybe it would get more exciting throughout the whole movie. Unfortunately, that never happened. So I felt very – I felt no stakes in the whole movie. So all the fights and big emotional moments that were happening, I felt very disconnected from hmm. because the movie never really pulled me in. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to be a hater on this, man. I'm going to be trying to be constructive as I can. But um, the one thing I will say is <clears throat> I, when, I, when I finished the movie the second, I first thing I did was this couldn't have been an A24 movie, right? There's no way <laughs> that they distributed this movie, right? There's no way in hell because it has none of – I felt like Agers um, has this – challenging style, like, you know, Lighthouse, absolutely. But even The Witch, they have this there's kind of, there's, there's definitely some elements that make it a very non-traditional movies. But this movie felt very, like a kind of a just traditional, the story was very, something I had seen before. I know, I guess it's a Shakespeare story, so I guess that's why it's a very cliche it, story. But I was, when I was watching it, I was like, well, what is it that I should be feeling in this movie? Catharticness, power, triumph. It felt to me like a very pointless story. Mm-hmm. And the main character was the baddie like I'm like this guy is just a bad person just <laughs> mutilating people and uh I don't feel like engaged in anything that's happening here so uh not a movie for me um if you are someone who likes revenge movies a lot maybe it'll be up your alley I'm not a revenge kind of guy so I don't uh didn't didn't feel connected to the story or the the world and I also felt like just in terms of Eggers' presentation like I liked the co- the color desaturation but it just didn't feel like a movie was by him. I feel like it could have been by like any Hollywood director. I didn't feel like it had any of the elements that I, I guess I connected with in his other movies. Mm-hmm. What, do, what do you guys think? Who've seen it? The two have seen it.
4: Um, I thought it Aaron was good. Orton. I thought the it Dwarven was good, brothers. but like it kind of kind of left me a little cold. So maybe like I'm kind of like very conditionally I liked it. But uh, yeah, I I agree with all of your criticisms. I think my my biggest problem with Robert Eggers. Is that when I compare him to other directors of that genre, or like, you know, these kind of like, these auteurs that have a vision of what they're doing, and it has like a lot of like psycho, like surrealism sort of stuff, and it's like very off the wall and non traditional. For me, with Robert Eggers, a lot of the time it kind of feels like empty style. Like it never really amounts to much beyond like Vikings, you know?
3: Yeah.
4: that's kind of how I felt. Like, after I finished the movie, I was like, that had some pretty cool action scenes, but, like, I didn't really feel anything. It felt know? like a
3: very empty movie. That's how I felt about it. Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, not how I felt about it at all.
0: Um, I should note, you said it was a Shakespeare story. It's it's a story, it's like an ancient Icelandic story that Shakespeare was, uh, that Hamlet was based after. So right. it's a retelling yeah, yeah. Of, a, of a very old story. Um, but... I, like my feeling about that movie is that it, it like in terms of Robert eggers it feels a little sanitized, but it definitely has a lot of it there. I wonder if he'll make a director's cut that's a little more mystical. Like the thing I love about Robert Eggers films consistently is that whatever the sort of uh, metaphysics of the universe that the characters believe is always true. You know sure. what I mean? Like whatever the characters believe about the world is like true of the fiction. And I think that that's that he does a really good job of like making that like uh, almost primary element of all of his films. Um, I don't know. I thought this movie was beautiful. I thought it had like the most, one of the most like vicious and harrowing, like raid sequences I've seen in a movie. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I, I would, I would recommend it. I was kind of surprised that you so strongly did disliked it, but uh, you know, no,
5: yeah.
4: I did like, I did like the dark soul side quest in it. There was, like, a total, side, dark, total side, side, side So, side so
3: side that scene was, like, a cool looking, side but, side like, it was so, like, it just didn't... It was like, okay. What? All right. <laughs> like, now I'm curious here. about this like, the What Zelda. the fuck are they talking about? You've completed uh, the Zelda puzzle. You pushed him into the light, and now he's weak. Like, okay. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't like it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just yeah. being a hater. I'm sorry. I don't want I, to be I feel hater. like
4: I feel like the action never built in the movie. You know? It's like the action scene starts, and then it ends. You know? It's like, Oh! They're fighting. Oh, he's dead. Okay.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah. I wish they. There kind were so of, many points yeah. where where the character was like wounded and dead, and the guy could have just killed him like multiple times, and they're like, "We're gonna fight later." It's like, okay, you guys could have oh, yeah. fought right here. To, to, all right, the guy but, was down, dude. He could have gone in for the we're execution. We're not here to spoil the he movie, like, Kevin. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but <laughs> I agree. I think, it, I think it
4: has a lot of wheel spinning throughout the movie. There were
3: so many moments that was like, "Oh my god, you're gonna, you're just gonna extend this another hour, aren't you?" Like. Mm. Fucking in this movie already. I'm sorry. I I really wanted it to be over. Look,
4: I'm a huge David Cronenberg fan, as we all know. And one thing I love about David Cronenberg is that he keeps that shit to 90 minutes. You know, it's like, don't extend it to two and a half hours if you have to. Like, keep it brief. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, that was your recommendation. You're recommending people watch the Northman, Kevin?
3: I'm going to recommend that you don't watch it unless you're (laughs) really into uh, revenge movies, I guess, or
2: I am, so that's why I'm high. I don't know if I have some trauma I need to like figure out, but like revenge, in games or movies or anything is like it gets me so pumped up. Mm-hmm. So check it out. maybe you'll like it. Yeah, play The Last of yeah, Us too. I'll probably enjoy um, this. Yeah. Oh, I loved that one. <laughs> yeah, I loved so that So I'm just one. gonna
3: say, like, in I think uh, Conan did the story better.
0: It is very Conan. Yeah, it, it's Conan it, like, was better.
3: It's, it's, it, yeah,
0: I don't know, man. I liked it. I, I'm kind of, I'm still surprised that you disliked it so strongly, but. I was engaged, I guess. Um,
3: no one gets thrown into fire in this movie. If they had, like, picked someone up and thrown them into a fireplace... Into a fireplace. That, been... <laughs> that is, like, the, the one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in my life in Conan. I, I love that scene so much. I can't believe someone wrote that down and then is they that, did it. Is that what he does to the witch? <laughs>
1: yes, he throws
3: yeah. the witch to the fireplace. Right.
0: That makes sense. I mean, you have to burn a witch, right? <laughs> I
3: know. I just... It's just so absurd. I love it. It's incredible. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. I, I don't... Ben is... Uh, I think Ben's talking to somebody. But, uh, Garrett... Did you bring a recommendation for us this week?
2: Yeah, mine's, mine's pretty short. Um, I don't know if any of you have been watching it, but uh, Ozark on Netflix mm. just wrapped up with its final season. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's the way it ended. I, from what I was reading, a lot of people are decisive mm. about how it ended. Um, I was happy with it. Again, I am not the pickiest of critics, as long as it like satisfies my entertainment for that day. I'm good. Like, it does kind of suck that, like, a season ends maybe not on a note that you expected. But it did end on a note. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it definitely it hit well enough. Hmm. But uh, Ozark, for whoever doesn't know, it's basically like a Breaking Bad story in the Midwest. It's based in the Ozarks in Missouri. Um, basically, someone gets mixed up with a drug cartel. And it's about how they're navigating through that with their family. Mm. And, uh Yeah. Is it it's the, the on Bluth Netflix. family or no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is the
0: Bluth family, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. George Michael's selling meth. Um, yep.
5: <laughs> There's always money in the banana stand. Yeah. <laughs> How much did uh, it cost? Right.
0: $11? <laughs> cool. Ozark. Cool. And it's, and it's done. It's complete. So you can just binge the whole thing in, in a week or two now. And, and
2: it is complete. I believe it's like five seasons. And I think they broke they broke off the last season into two parts. Okay. Pulling that old switcheroo like every other like freaking no thing I'm doing soprano, right now. Yeah.
5: Hmm.
0: All right. Uh. Awesome. I actually want to check that show out. It's been on my my TV backlog for a bit. It's, I've heard it's, it's so super good. juicy. It
2: has some twists.
0: Mm. Yeah. Ben, what did you bring for us?
1: Uh, I th- this is a Netflix series like Ozark. Um, it's called well, not it actually isn't a Netflix. Series. It's a BBC that Netflix is t- showing. Um, it's called The Serpent, and I. I'm not, actually not a fan of true crime. I actually don't like it too much because it's usually a little too... I, it just doesn't really speak to me when it comes to, like, thrillers. But this took me. Like, I watched this. I, I, I actually... I had heard... I, I think I would like, heard little bits and pieces about the serpent killer. And he was a serial killer in the 1970s, the mid to late 70s, who, who operated in Southeast Asia. So in like Hong Kong, Singapore, um, India, you know, around that area. But his story is very interesting because he kind of bounces. Or he he was a very multifaceted individual where he wasn't just a serial killer. He wasn't just like you know displaying people a la you know Zodiac killer and you know art form whatever the hell you know psychopaths want. He was more in terms of like working through stuff that had bothered him as a younger individual and taking it out on people who he viewed as victims that he, that deserved it. And hmm. it's, it's a really interesting series. It was really interesting. I, I watched the first episode. Then suddenly I was just like, I need to see more of this. I need to see more. I need to see more. And the, the representation of the characters and the actuality, the the fiction and nonfiction, it ties together very well and it, and it makes it a very cohesive telling of what actually happened and as well as a very visually attractive and interesting one like it, because the, you you get all of the bits and pieces of that time period especially which you don't see you don't see Southeast Asia in the 1970s like that's not something you see in media very often so it was it was kind of cool mm. to to see the disco scene and the other scene of of that time period over there as well as seeing how people lived and the ins and outs and the bads and the goods of it and then you you see it all put to this kind of nut job guy who's doing what he's doing at at that time period and what happens to him in the end and his it's it's actually i mean it's it's a a killer that we as americans probably don't know much about i think if you're a european or you're especially in the in this southeast asia like you would probably know more about him he's apparently one of the most prolific in history but hmm it was really interesting to learn about him. And I would honestly highly recommend watching it because it will grip you until the very end. And the acting is very good. The dialogue is very good. They stay pretty true to the, to what actually happened and don't fluff it up too much besides giving, Mm giving the characters some more dimensions for the viewer to, to appreciate. And then at the end you get kind of a nice thing where you see the actors compared to the real people. And they're, Mm. you know, besides Mm. being a little more, aesthetically pleasing they're pretty they did a very good job casting these people and and they stayed very true so i enjoyed the hell out of this series i don't usually watch true crime but if you enjoy it especially you'll you'll love this if even if you don't and you just enjoy a nice thriller with some mystery elements and crime you'll enjoy the hell out of this it's very good cool cool all right
0: orin is it my turn it's your turn my man
4: (laughs) Well, uh I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend something that I've recommended before and I said it at the top of the podcast, but uh Better Call Saul in my opinion has officially entered legendary status TV. Like mm. it's up there with The Sopranos, it's up there with like The Wire. Like hmm. I think it's even better than Breaking Bad, honestly. Oh. Hmm. Um, okay. It's just fucking the best television. Like every single episode this last season has been like unbelievable um hmm. it's a slower burn than breaking bad like uh, uh breaking bad has like the the pacing a lot more plot driven while better call Saul is a lot more character focused and a lot more um it's not really it, it really it really kind of stays in that atmosphere and does isn't really concerned about driving the plot forward it's more about these characters who ride the line between the law and and committing crime and they a lot of the characters have like two different personas like Saul Goodman is like the crime version of Jimmy McGill who's the law version Gus Fring has like two different versions of himself it's like the whole show is about how you ride the law so it's it's very um, it's very like uh, not morality driven so to speak it's more about it's more about that social concept but it's very good and like Breaking Bad um, the show basically explodes. It's like in, in the final season. It's like the whole show's a powder keg. And, is this the uh, final season? It's currently mm-hmm. the final season. They just oh, ra- oh. wrapped up the first half of the final okay. season oh. and the second half is going to be in July and I'm like okay. oh my god I can't wait. Um, the only wow. thing is, is I'm still kind of debating in my mind if you have had to have seen Breaking Bad to watch it. I mean it's obviously a bonus. But I'd be curious to hear someone who watches Better Call Saul, because when you watch Breaking Bad and then you watch Better Call Saul, you're like, oh, that character's not in Breaking Bad. That character's not in Breaking Bad. So you're like, do they survive the show? But um, it'd be interesting to hear somebody who has not watched Breaking Bad watch Better Call Saul and to hear Hmm. that perspective. And then Hmm. they watch Breaking Bad. But um, it's a really amazing show. Uh, Trying not... Trying not to oversell it, but I feel like it's just it's just one of those essential TV shows, you know. At hmm. this point,
2: all right, where I, is it? I agree. Streaming.
4: Are you like, watching it, Garrett?
2: I'm not caught up. Uh, I am on last season on Netflix. Uh, you can watch all of it on Netflix up until the current season, okay. right? So I'm about halfway through whatever season is behind yours, and oh my god, I gotta agree. Like Breaking Bad, top three of all time and like better call Saul is just right up there because it's the same director right yeah
4: it's the same the way that
2: vince Gilligan. oh my god it is just there is not tv like that Mm -hmm. and it's just amazing that i don't know that whole team is so talented and the way that they capture the shots and they tell stories and these characters are so well constructed it's uh, it is so juicy and like you're getting me excited because you know like Stuff's always happening, but, like, I can see where this could potentially go. And so now that you're saying that, like, this final season, everything's, you know, the the keg is now starting to get lit and exactly. it's going to explode. I'm, like, hmm. I'm just, like, I can already imagine where this can all go.
4: Hmm. What's, what's so brilliant, I know we're, we're still talking about my personal rec, but, like, it's, like, to me, watching Better Call Saul is, like, watching Apple engineers design, like, an iPhone. Like, everything is so precise, Everything is motivated. Mm. Everything is symbolic. Every plant is paid off. Like, Hmm. you know, when you watch like a TV show and it's like, huh, they set up that character arc and it never went anywhere. (laughs) Like, like everything here, even more so than Breaking Bad, like everything is just so finely tuned in a way that is just unfucking believable. And uh, like um, there's even like a part in this new season where like a character will like see something. That motivates the character to do something else and it's like a callback to an earlier season and if you're really paying attention you can like catch catch it and it's just it's Hmm. an amazing show i mean all right yeah
2: the foreshadowing the foreshadowing is intense like if you're if you're truly paying attention like you said if you notice all the little details it all adds up together at some point yes and that is something they do so good at is it's like i'm always paying attention to like whatever they're looking at whatever is on the screen i'm like Hmm. I'm going to pay attention to that box on the shelf that must have some i know <laughs> that's going to come down the line in like eight eight episodes that box is going to come back
4: it's it's fucking brilliant and the uh gosh i i could go on about it forever but i will just say that it is the best tv show airing right now like in my opinion it's just fucking ugh, <sighs> all right that's
0: good. i definitely need to i need to fit that into my schedule because i have i've seen like the first episode Like whenever it started, but I haven't watched anything else. But if you're saying it's as meticulously crafted as Breaking Bad, and you think even better than Breaking Bad, then that's it's a pretty Mm -hmm. strong endorsement. Um,
4: I think I think it's better at this point. Like I feel like uh, Breaking Bad was the first pass, and it was brilliant. But second, like but Better Call Saul is like the same people like refining their craft. All right, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah, give it a shot. I will say like the one thing about it. It didn't click for me until uh, the episode that explores Mike Ehrmantraut's backstory with his uh, son. That was hmm. the episode where I was like, "Oh, this show's fucking awesome!"
3: Uh, so, right. what season I, was that? Do you know?
4: Uh, episode six or seven of season one. Okay. So I, I, I was, it wasn't clicking with me for like five episodes, but that episode I was like, "I'm in." Great episode. All right. So. All
2: right. Yeah, get get through season one, and I promise you're going to want to go all the way till the end. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome.
4: Amazing.
0: Cool. Uh, I'll make mine quick because I know we're running out of time here. And this is this is uh, this might be a record setter. You guys, you guys feel like setting <laughs> records today? We're really gonna get that achievement, Warren. Uh, <laughs> HBO Max has a David Simon produced miniseries called "We Own the City," which is about the Gun Trace Task Force in Baltimore. It's a true story, and uh, it's basically it feels almost like another season of The Wire. I don't want to like. I feel like that's a lot to put on it because it's maybe. In some ways, it's not quite up to the same level of, of The Wire. Like, maybe some of the editing and storytelling is a little slower burn. And, I agree. Um, I've seen some people say confusing, but, like, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I think uh, John Bernthal from, uh, I guess, Everything gives this performance Walking that, dead. like... Yeah, he, like, straddles the line between, like, chewing every piece of scenery and, like, winning, you know, the, the best Oscar of all time. It's, like, one of those, like, real, like... Uh, like like he's straddling the line between good and, and, and great or uh, be, sorry between great and terrible performance but it's like it airs in great like he's actually like he uh, he totally comes to life like I've known people just like this guy. Um so it, it's it's a pretty strong performance. And uh, the show is like for people a little who, like Nick Cage. What?
3: a little like Nick Cage maybe no, it's like good. More and, like no.
0: um what's his name from the shining uh, uh, oh, Jack. Jack, Jack oh, Jack Nicholson, Nicholson. kind of level of like, like it's like it's 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 an incredible performance, but at moments it's almost too much. But I think he like keeps it right on the line without going into too much. That it's like, oh, this is this is a totally real person. Um, but like it, it's one of these shows that like looks at like if all cops are bastards, why is that? Why why do people say that? Why do people think that? Like, what is it about the institution of the police department that can cause it to really go bad places? And like, what? what does corruption do to an institution like that
5: hmm. Hmm.
0: so what do you think Orin? sounds cool Are you watching it too uh,
4: yeah i i got to episode four i'm getting a little bit frustrated with the, the screenwriting mm. a little bit like uh a lot of the conversations in the show just don't feel like they were written by humans in my opinion or like there's or, like, yeah,
0: there wouldn't be something people would say that's true there's like super like, like, exposition
4: Like, there's this, like, district attorney character or, like, this lawyer character. I can't remember what exactly she does, but she goes around interviewing people to get their perspective on the cops. And they're just, like, very boring conversations. They're like, oh, tell me about this. Oh, that's very interesting. Huh. And then she'll have the same conversation with another... Like, uh, witness, and they'll say the exact same thing. And I just got, I will say, John Barenthal is amazing in it. And I kind of just wish the show was just about him because I mm-hmm. think that's all the interesting stuff. But I'll stick with it. I'll try to watch the final three episodes because it's just a mini series. But, um, yeah. I do like all of the Wire cameos. Like, there's a lot of oh, cameos yeah. from characters mm-hmm. from the or actors from the Wire. Yeah. So I do like that. But, um, it's not, Quite doing it for me, but I, I there is good there. There's good yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that that is that's it, guys. We got the achievement into the pod. Kevin,
4: did you have a Kevin? Did you have a personal? Reaction? Oh yeah,
0: Kevin. Did did we did we short you?
3: Uh, my personal recommendation is that you don't watch The Northman. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Spicy. Um, what's the time? Okay. Garrett, Ben, thank you for joining us. Uh, we've been
2: wanting to have both of you for ages. I know it finally happened. Thanks for having us.
3: Definitely good to have you guys.
2: Ben, I think you're muted.
0: <laughs> Are you? I, I,
1: I, I, okay. there it goes. Thank you for having us. It's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
5: no, no worries.
0: Um, awesome. All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to take us out of here. Unless, unless there's anything anybody has to add before we go.
2: Um, I was just going to say, for those of us that don't know Ben and I, uh, we do do a podcast called Out of Mana. It's been on hiatus for a good amount of time, but it's something that we are very much looking forward to we're, starting we're, up again. We're, we're trying. So, we're really
1: trying to, to make it happen again.
2: Yeah, so you can find us on YouTube. Just look up Out of Mana podcast. Uh, and then you can also find us on like, you know, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you find podcasts. And we have a pretty decent backlog Um, most of it's like gaming news from the past, but we also have like a deep dive episode about, uh, the 3DO company, which we had a lot of fun doing. Um, and also a couple interviews that I did early on in the podcast with Ben included. Uh, so there's stuff to check out there. And, uh, if you liked hearing us here, then maybe you'll like us there as well.
0: All right. And as always Madden, we fucking love you, man. You're my favorite. Honestly, forget these guys. I'll I'll take you just you and me Madden. (laughs) Alright, we're out of here. We'll be back in two weeks with, with a big, juicy post-non-E3 E3. All, all, everything will have dropped Ooh. immediately after we're going to record, and it's going to be it's going to be just full of bullshit hot takes and, and us getting it wrong. But I think it's going to be
3: incredible. If there's no <laughs> Wolfenstein 3, I'm going to be very sad. Yeah. Prepare to
0: be sad. Prepare to cry. <laughs> yeah, prepare to cry.
3: Prepare to cry. Yeah, that's the best. All right.
0: <laughs> um, We'll be back in two weeks. Goodbye.